Bada boom, gabagoo. We pull up my notas. We still need to figure out when. When we's recording. The year end? Yeah. Yeah. And we do got some matches to watch. We do. And we might have one more. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. For argument's sake. All right. So, posted on the HWR page, posted on the personal page. Looks like we're good. Yeah. Are you good? I'm all right. You all right? I'm all right. He's all right. All right, well then. You ready? Live from the landing strip in Houston, Texas, it's the 292nd, no, 392nd edition of Houston Wrestling Radio. This is Abel. This is Chris. And thank you so much for tuning in today, guys. We very much appreciate it. If you're watching this live, go ahead and log into your YouTube account or your Google account. That way you could chat along with us live in the, uh, the live chat here. I'll have it pulled up here on my handy-dandy smartphone. I'll see your comment. I'll try to inv involve you as best as I can in the show. So feel free to fact check, talk ask shit. us questions, talk shit, you know, just say hi, whatever. If you're not watching this live, that's okay. You can still interact with us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Houston Wrestling Radio. Um, or I mean, is even are you porn accounts still active? What? Yes. No. Are Houston Wrestling Radio you no, porn no, accounts no, no, still no, rocking? No, 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 no. Oh, we rocking? No, 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 no. It's the OnlyFans now. OnlyFans. OnlyFans. Yeah. How much revenue have we generated so far from the OnlyFans? Settle. Damn. Settle money. Mm -hmm. Damn. We'll settle the nettle. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's preface the first conversation with a little bit of ketchup because it's been a while. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why don't you tell the nice people that are watching at home or wherever they are, how you been these last couple of weeks? What you been doing? I've been all right. Yeah? Yeah, I'm good. Yeah? Yeah. You sure? Yeah. Yeah, you don't want to tell them about your round two? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't even bore these people with that bullshit. <laughs> I got sick. I'm fine. Whatever. He got COVID for the second time. That's true. Right. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Not as bad as the first one. No. Like most sequels, the sequel sucked. Well, wasn't as as new as intense. As Robocop Two has entered the chat. True. I was say most, not all. Okay. Good. Good. There's exceptions. There's exceptions. Spider Man Two has also entered the yeah, chat. Yeah. 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 But um, no COVID. The second, second time around, Ran no big deal. A couple of days, well, maybe like five days, you know, a little bit less than a week. I was fine. Yeah. Good. Yeah. What about you? How you Man, been? try to go to San Francisco for Metallica's 40th birthday. Uh-huh. For my 40th birthday. I didn't bring back enough Omicron for anybody. Not even for me. So my dumb ass had to go back to work after my All vacation. Right. Hey, sucker. I know. There's one in every rapper. Um, but at least we're better off than WWE. Oh, why is that? Maybe it was the people left and right. Mm. Seth? Becky? E? Big E? 
Um, they pulled Roman, but that's separate. There's a fourth person. I can't, I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. They were pulled off of a weekend shows, weekend house shows. I forget who it was too now. Especially the MSG show was day after Christmas. All yeah. of that talent was pulled off um, for um, COVID so, scare. So no MSG. They went. Whoa. They still had it. It's just they're like. So then word comes out. Vince is like, you know what? You can't test positive for COVID if we don't test you. Oh, <laughs> so one of your top guys, you know, compromised is in the middle of all that riffraff with Roman. Yeah. What do you think if you were in Kevin Dunn's shoes about WWE's handling of the Rona? The Rona's cousins. Oh, well, I mean, first off, Kevin Dunn's an idiot. So I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Dunn is, like, all fucking queuing on about it, thinks that fucking COVID is a hoax and, you know, that the vaccines give you microchip superpowers or whatever you know i wouldn't be surprised at that so i don't know like <laughs> are you really putting gummy bears in your beer <laughs> trust me they'll taste a lot better once i get to the bottom oh I'm more sure. motivation yes <laughs> um so i don't know i kevin okay fuck yeah. kevin dunn what do you think about Vince McMahon's decision to just pull back entirely on the covid testing I think it might be a little short-sighted and reckless, you know. Um, JoJo has entered the chat. He said, "Cough, cough." JoJo, are you, are, are you better? Are you good? I mean, he got better after about a week and a half. Good. He tested negative after a week and a half. Good. So he's still alive and kicking, obviously. Good job, JoJo. Cough. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I mean, there's so much going wrong with the WWE. That it can, I can see how it could be a time of desperation right now. Pull no punches, pull out all the stops, kind of bullshit. And this is one of those like desperate times call for desperate measures. Is like, well, let's pull back on the COVID stuff. Why? Because we're losing people. Now we need people, and we're losing audience. And you know, we're losing this this popular culture war against AEW. I I could see that that that. I can see that Vince's judgment could be a little clouded. Clouded might be a bit of an understatement. Um, yeah. I was trying to be nice. Yeah, because... Because <laughs> there's a lot... This, there's a lot of layers to this, so I'm going to just pick one. This goes back to, like, the half-assedness of the term independent contractors or if there's some independent contractor oh, there mm-hmm. that doesn't feel safe about working in that kind of environment but yet he either has to or he's let go yeah so it's not are you independent or are you under, under, under the thumb you know what i mean yeah um it sucks for the people involved especially with becky going to have to go going home with her newborn ish uh, her baby girl, um, Becky. That was the fourth one, right? Yeah, I called it Seth, Becky, Becky Seth, E, Big E, and somebody else. I forget. Shit, who was the fourth? <laughs> um, Let's see here. This, this, this is um, the best time for. If anything, this is the best time for WWE to return to the Thunderdome. And I know that's not a popular opinion amongst wrestling fans at the moment. Yeah, but. 
there's the one thing that eases the pain is that WWE is not wrestling. WWE Sports Entertainment. Mm -hmm. WWE mm -hmm. put their um they're a programming machine at this point. They they have to have some kind of fallback so that they can continue uninterrupted whatever they're doing because they put on yeah. shows for Peacock, shows for USA, shows for Fox, um, other markets around the country, around the world. They need to have something consistent. And I think Vince is looking at the wrong side of consistency yeah. by just saying, you know, fuck it, we're not testing y'all anymore. Y'all can do it if you want, but... We're not going to force y'all to do it. Man, I'm, I, I just keep scrolling here and I can't find our conversation about it. We talk too much. <laughs> um, yeah, because I, I know there was a fourth one. I just don't remember who the fuck it was. I, I give up. Somebody in the live chat, let us know who the fourth one was. It was Seth, Becky, Big E, someone else. Does the fact that Vince doesn't... Um require testing anymore does that deter you from going to a wwe event does it motivate you to go to wwe event knowing that by a hell or high water talent that's advertised is going to be there it doesn't motivate me to go um not the oh yeah talent will be there like like if if the if i really like someone and a good example is Big E. I really like Big E. And I find out Big E is not on the card. I mean, like, oh, but he has COVID. Oh, okay. That's understandable. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not going to be pissed because Big E isn't there because he had fucking COVID. You know, I'm like, okay. He has a pass. I'm not, I'm going to put on my big boy pants yeah. and not be a little whiny fucking bitch. Like, oh, you need to Big E. Like, you let him have his time off. Because if you don't let him have his time off, you might not see Big E anymore in the future, right? Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, let Big E have his day off. Like, There's okay. at least 10 other stars yeah. at that, on that show. Exactly. Now, yeah. does it, does it, what was the other half of that? Does it the, keep the, you from going to the show? Does it keep me from going to the show? No. This fact does not keep me from going to the show. The reason why is because I ain't going to the show in the first place. <laughs> I haven't watched WWE and I don't know how long now. It's been a long fucking time. And I'm not... Planning on buying any tickets to go. They show up at the Toyota Center. I ain't going. Fuck, they were at the Toyota Center a little while ago. October and, for Raw. Yeah, October. And uh, Arnold went. But the only reason why Arnold went was because he had bought tickets way earlier in the year or last year when he was still interested. When uh, when October came around, he's like, well, fuck, I guess I got to go. I'm going to be on TV. Yeah. And, I'm a mark. And he went. Yeah. You know, but he was like, yeah, that sucked. So... Am I spending my hard-earned money to go? No, I'm not. But it's not because of the COVID things and whether Vince said test or don't test. No, it's because I don't give a shit about the product. The product. We'll be, we'll be previewing day one tonight, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I haven't watched WWE in so long. And, I, and I'm not motivated. Like, normally, in the past, we've been doing this since 2012, right? Normally, in the past, if I miss a show, like if I've missed a SmackDown or I missed a ROH or a TNA or whatever here in between whenever we were actually covering that stuff, I would have been like, damn, I feel like shit. I didn't watch this. I'm letting my guys down and letting the audience down. Man, I need to look up with spoilers. I need to fucking cram. I'll show up at Travis's house early. Like, yo, man, can you please put on 15 minutes of Raw that I missed? 
I don't give a flying fuck right now about me missing Raw or SmackDown. I don't care. And it's because I just think it's irrelevant. At least in my fandom, my viewing. Like the dirt sheets and the people saying stupid shit on uh, on like social media and whatever. Keeping up with the news with the Z. Eh, I- I'll look at that just so that I know kind of what's going on. But the day-to-day storylines, like I haven't been interested enough. And there hasn't been enough buzz about what's going on to pull me back in. Does it hurt or help WWE's cause that they want to go the reality route by using the fact that they've laid off so many wrestlers in the past year vocally saying it on WWE programming on Monday Night Raw in a storyline? Okay, you're, you're going to need to give me a little bit more context. What happened? So, because I don't there know. There was a backstage promo with uh, Vince McMahon and Austin Theory because he's coaching up Austin Theory. And he said that... Um, Nothing makes me happier than letting go of all these superstars that that we've that we've shed a dead weight or whatever in the past year or whatever. I saw something about that on on the news sites with the Z, but I didn't know exactly what the context was. So he was talking to Austin Theory, and Austin Theory asked him something, and he told Austin Theory, "I'm happy to let go of people." Yeah. Storyline wise, okay. I mean, it's, it seems stupid and tone deaf to actually say all that, even if it's a story. But whatever, you're a heel, lean into your heelness. Okay, great. It's still not enough to make me interested. <laughs> Does it hurt or help that Tony Storm's gone? All right. First off, what's up, Arnold? Arnold's in the live chat. Yo, what's up, man? He says, where's the mic? You're low AF. Well, turn it up. <laughs> uh no we're not using the, the snowball because uh well you haven't been here arnold chris got himself a new computer and the computer makes it to where we don't lose signal which is great but it's not compatible with our own microphone which eh, but the microphone on the camera is what's actually picking us up which is cool but yeah it's gonna sound a little low so turn it up or maybe you're still sick <laughs> Oh, he always sick. <laughs> He's sick and thick. Um, okay, I'm, what was the question? Scale what? of 1 to 10. How big of a loss to the women's division is Tony Storm? For WWE? Yeah. From WWE standpoint? Three. Why so low? WWE wouldn't know what to do with her. They didn't know what to do with her. And um, they don't give a flying fuck about a Tony Storm. And they're going to be A-OK without a Tony Storm. Without Tony Storm, okay, what? They still have Charlotte. They still have Becky when she's not COVID. Mm-hmm. They still have Bianca. They still have Sasha. They'll be I. Now, that's from the perspective of WWE. The perspective as a fan. I had a bit of an epiphany. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, when I saw that news, first thing I did was send it to you and Arnold and to Hector. At work, sitting on the toilet. <laughs> Nuance. <laughs> that's free. That's a, that's an extra detail there for you. So, Did it have nuts in it or corn? Oh no! I didn't grab my shit out of the toilet and examine it. You never look before you flush. I just flush. There could be some stones in there. I mean, well, gold doubloons. <laughs> Jojo said I personally forgot about Tony Storm. Dang. 
You must not be watching SmackDown then. The I better had, of the two shows. I had an epiphany. Which is? The epiphany is this. I went back and I recalled, as I was sitting there on the toilet, reading the, reading the news about Tony Storm, I recalled that I was sitting in the same spot when I found out about Braun Strowman. I was sitting in the same spot when I found out about The Fiend. My reaction, Braun Strowman and The Fiend was, oh, what the fuck? This sucks. I feel bad for these guys because they have lost their livelihood. And I feel bad for me as a fan because I'm not going to get to see them on, on what I consider the, the pinnacle of, of professional wrestling. And it, it sucks for the IWC because now they're not going to be entertained by some by their favorite wrestler. And it's going to take some time, 90 day, no compete, whatever, for them to go to a, a lesser promotion. Uh, and they may not even get to see it, right? When they go to Impact, not as many people watch Impact for various reasons. Same thing, ROH, you know, um, and now, especially for ROH. And, like, the only hope is AEW, but AEW is kind of getting a little overcrowded. So I'm like, man, damn, this sucks. I didn't have the same feeling with Tony Storm. Because after all the layoffs throughout the year... Jaded. No. I realize... This is a good thing. My feeling was, fuck yeah, good for Tony Storm. Now she could actually go make a name for herself. Now she could go somewhere where she might actually be used properly and showcased. And back in the day, half a year ago, back in the day, I would have been like, damn, they're losing their main revenue source of income. No, fuck that. Right now, you can make money as a wrestler. You don't have to be in the E. You could go to Japan. You could go to fucking Mexico. You could go to AEW. You could run the, the independent circuit. You could get a fucking Twitch. You could start, yeah, you could start doing other merch, selling shit on pro wrestling tees. You, there's so much that you could do to make revenue that it's not like, oh, Dios mío, no va a ganar dinero. Poor guy. <laughs> He's broke now just because you left the E. No, that's not the case. I mean, are you making less money in some instances? Yeah, probably still in the vast majority. But you, what, you know what else helped me to reach this epiphany? A few days before, I saw on Facebook, one of my friends, I, I don't remember who, uh, posted a, a, a interesting question and said, would you take a salary of $120,000 per year, but you'd have to work 60-hour work weeks and you get two weeks of vacation per year? Or would you take a job with a salary of $80,000 per year and you do 40-hour work weeks and you get four weeks of vacation per year? My answer was option number two. The vast majority of people in that fucking comment thread was option number two. So, yeah, you may not be filthy fucking stinking rich. What You know, leaving WWE, you could be at the $120,000 per year. But if you're going out and you leave and you're doing something that you love, you have more time off, you, you're not banging up your fucking body. If you're making eighty thousand, okay, yeah, you're losing forty thousand. That's a lot of money, but still, your your head is above water. You're paying your bills. You're enjoying your life. You're you're living the life that you want, and you're doing your fucking dream. So that is why I'm like, fuck yeah, go Tony Storm. Hell yeah, I'm excited for you. I can't wait to see where you end up. Where do you have her ending up? I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um... 
it's it's hard to juggle because you want them to flourish wherever. But right now, wherever is always AW. That's the first thought in everybody's mind because yeah. Tony Khan can do this, Tony Khan can write that, Tony Khan can make this, Tony Khan can pair that. And damn, like it just you don't want that stigma because there's been that stigma before. Oh, you know, the Steve Austin, you know, all that stuff, even though you don't think this, remember Steve Austin was a WCW. You don't remember that Kevin Nash was a WWE before he went to WCW and did his shit, you know? Uh, that Attitude Era, Stone Cold, Undertaker was in WCW, Mankind was in WCW, Triple H was in WCW, you know? So they, you, can, yeah. you can rebrand yourself, but... And I mean, then again, for every one of those that you named off, you know, those four or five, you're going to have one Bret Hart. Bret Hart went to WCW and was a fucking failure in, in WCW. One of the greatest of all time in WWF. Went to WCW, they fucking fumbled the ball, you know? So, yeah, I understand. They popped the ball. Yeah. I, <laughs> the yeah. Fumbles an understatement. I, I understand that AEW is flirting with that line of having too many of the, the, the former WWE talent. They're flirting that line with just being overcrowded and oversaturated. This is why I'm so glad, so glad that Malachi Black is now focusing on the fucking Varsity Blondes, you know? And also why I'm happy that we're having this uh, uh, Daniel Bryan versus uh, uh, Cowboy shit, you know? I, I, I didn't want to see... Okay, I do want to see Brian versus Punk at some point, right? Mm. But damn, if it was just Brian and Punk, you know, and then Brian Punk O'Reilly, Brian Punk O'Reilly and Cole, and it's like all the XWWE guys are playing together, and it's like, okay, what we feared maybe six months ago is coming true. Yeah. But no, they're they're, they're trying to mix it up with the pillars, trying to mix it up with the uh, the Home younger guys, talent. the homegrown. And that's what I need to do, and I don't think Tony needs to start hiring more, with the exception of. Maybe in the women's division. The women's division can get beefed up a little bit more, especially now that you're going to have two belts. So, Tony Storm going to AEW? Eh, I wouldn't mind. But if you take Tony Storm, and if Bianca somehow gets released, and you throw Bianca Belair in there, and you get, you know, Cora Jade, and you get, you know, fucking other people that just don't make it, it just I'm just throwing names out, you know? Raquel Gonzalez. Yeah, yeah. Raquel Gonzalez, yeah, whoever. I am mommy. Yeah, <laughs> and then, <laughs> then you start throwing them into into AEW's women division. They'll be like, hey, "What has what happened to, to Serena D? What happened to Hikaru Shida? What happened to um, Riho? Riho? You know what, what happened to the Abaddon? Abaddon? And even right now, Abaddon's nowhere to be found. You know, on telly. Yeah, you go to YouTube Dark and you go to the darkest part of YouTube uh-huh. Dark, and that's where you get her. That's where she belongs. Mm-hmm. I asked me that in a good way. <laughs> One word to describe the undisputed debut last night on Dynamite. Take your time. Um, we don't get paid by the hour. I know we don't. Um, <laughs> chilling. 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 In a good way. Not like I'm scared, but like oh, I got goosebumps. <laughs> Especially since I love this tease that they're doing with the Bucks. And they took it a step further where it was, where Cole was saying, we're great. We're great. We can all be great together. And then Matt and Nick were like, this dude hasn't even given us eye contact. I was like, all right, what's up? 
Yeah, and it's like, oh, there's a little bit of tension, but Cole's trying to, but then the others go away, and then it's like, me and you were cool, but we were not cool, remember? Oh, shit. And that was there. <laughs> we're here. I'm willing to start over, if you're willing to start over, but if you become a bitch, I'm going to be a bitch back. And I'm like, oh, yeah. So there's tension between the two of them. He, he's trying to, like, get all of them together, so there's tension between them and the others, and it's like... Woo! And then the main event. Yeah. Oh, that was that was lovely. It's been thrown around a lot, but I think after having the conversation we just had for the past like fifteen minutes, I think my compound word I would use is tide turning. I think this this is gonna if at this point. If you if if a if a wrestling fan, whether casual or hardcore, doesn't grasp the 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 concept that Tony Khan is writing television for fans, mm-hmm. not make not writing television for himself, that he's willing to do, willing to sign the people that he thinks will fit in with whatever plan Tony yeah. Khan has. Look at all the people that he's brought in so far. He hasn't brought everybody. And hopefully it stays that way because, again, just like you mentioned earlier, at some point, the oversaturation of ex-WWE talent, especially if their first words are fuck WWE instead of just changing their game up or doing something different or coming from another angle. Yeah. But right now, it's I, I don't think it's there yet. Yeah. And it's weird because I wanted to see Kyle O'Reilly succeed as a singles wrestler, but... It feels fresh in the sense that they didn't bring back a three-man team. They brought mm-hmm. back Red... They reunited Red, Red Dragon. Dragon. And Red Dragon in the tag division... Yeah. With... Uh, the Bucks, Sa- FTR... Santana and Ortiz, Santa, yeah. Lucha Bros. Oh. <laughs> I'm going to throw this one last tidbit out there. There's still a possibility... The Briscoes are signing with AEW mm. as Ring of Honor tag champions. Yeah. That's a fucking division, dude. Yeah. And yeah. I'm saying it now. All Out this year will be, again, the return of the Hardys. Oh, you're, so calling, you it? Throw, you're calling your So shot? you throw Matt and Jeff in that cauldron with those teams. Huh. I'm torn on that. I'm torn on what you just said. Because on the one hand, that sounds like you could have a lot of dream matches coming out of there. Hardys versus XYZ. But on the other hand, I'm kind of digging Matt being not necessarily a manager, but the the head of the Hardy family the office. Kind of. Yeah, whatever, whatever he is. And I want him to solely transition to solely that. Like, I don't want to see him wrestling anymore. Jeff, I don't want to see wrestling at all, period. Like, no slowly about it. Like, I'm done with Jeff Hardy. I'm wow. done. I'm done. You're giving him the Undertaker treatment. Yeah, I'm done. Dang. Heave ho. Like, no. And then, that's another ex-WWE guy that you're bringing into AEW. And so, gets, that, that's that's going to overflow, in yeah. your opinion. It'll overflow. In my opinion, for, for okay. him. Um Again, you got to pick and choose, man. Um, like, if Gargano showed up, I'd be like, oh, fuck yeah. Because I, I don't think Gargano is on the downward side of the curve of his career, right? Mm-hmm. 
Jeff Hardy is just going to be a name. And he could still go-ish, but he's not bringing anything that you haven't already seen from him before. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of downside while there is some upside, right? The downside is... Well, everything he's done in, in TNA that got him out of there. Everything he's done in WWE that got him out of there multiple times. You know, you got to take the bad with the good with him. And I don't know if it, the juice is worth the squeeze, so to speak, when it comes mm. to Jeff Hardy. Okay. So, yeah, I don't want to see him there. You get Gargano in there, Gargano still has a lot of years left on him. He could fit in with the style with all the people that you have in there now and put on some fucking bangers. It's, and he's not a problematic dude. So, yeah, you got to pick and choose, man. The thing with Gargano, mm-hmm. you wonder. He goes to AEW. Is he still in the top? Is he in the top ten of of the roster of AEW? Mm, uh, maybe, maybe not. If he, he returns to NXT after fatherhood, is he in the top ten roster of NXT? Probably, yeah. If Vince or Kevin Dunn or some produ- or Bruce Pritchard or some producer. Looks back at the last six months of NXT television and sees the story unfolding with um, in, with Index and the family whole dynamic with Austin Theory and discovers that Johnny Gargano's actually got some comedic timing and is actually a great character can be a character not just oh I'm Johnny I'm Johnny Gargano all I do is wrestle he can mm-hmm. actually play a character yeah. Would you see him somewhere in the top 10-ish, either on Raw or SmackDown? I mean, maybe, but if... Uh, Reunite him with Theory? Maybe Vince. Maybe the storyline is Vince is not the right, the right person for Austin Theory to take advice from. And we get Johnny versus the McMahon family or something. Maybe. And I would hope so. Because while I am very anti-WWE right now, I'm never... If you've been a long-time watcher of this show, you know that if the product is good, I'll watch it, and I'll tune in, and I'll change my fucking tune, right? Because I was like that for TNA for the longest. TNA's great. TNA's the best. TNA's the fucking WWE, you know. Um, they're, they're beating WWE's ass. I don't like WWE. I like TNA. And then TNA started to suck, and WWE started to get better. Start watching WWE again. And I was like, yeah, TNA sucks. And then, like, at one point there, it was, like, all about ROH. Man, ROH is the best. You know, but then ROH started to slip a little. And then all of a sudden, TNA became Impact, and Impact got good, and it gave it a little bit of its its props, but it wasn't enough widespread recognition. And even the same thing with Japan. Japan is good when you are when you want a nugget of really, really good wrestling. Yeah, Lucha Underground too, man. When Lucha Underground was good, it was fucking good, and I admitted it. So, I don't want to sit here and be like, oh, he's just a WWE basher. It's like, no. You might be anti-WWE, but you'll never be ex-WWE. Right. I'm anti-WWE right now because it's bad. But it's been in your life forever. It almost feels like family. You're never going to leave it. Yeah. If it gets good, I'll be like, okay, it gets good. Can it get good with Gargano? Maybe. Will that be the thing that turns me around? Maybe you put enough fucking time and effort into building Big E as like a legitimate star where little kids well, that's a solidified storyline where little kids are talking to their grandma and they're like, I'm watching wrestling, grandma. Oh, you're watching Big E. Yeah. Like how back in my day, oh, I'm watching wrestling, grandma. Oh, you're watching Hulk Hogan. Yeah. 
Oh, I'm playing video games. Oh, that's a Nintendo. Yeah. Fucking video games was Nintendo for fucking 20 years. You're fucking playing PlayStation and your grandma's like, oh, it's a Nintendo? Yeah. Yeah. Like, if you could get PE to that level, if you could get Gargano somewhere around that level, I don't think you'll ever be that low. But, you know, if, if the things that I like are at the forefront, then yeah, I'll come back around. Got you. And that ain't happening right now with Roman for me. And I get it. The song with Roman's good. And I've been wanting to say forever. I want to like Roman. And we and, are right now. And yeah. But Roman isn't enough for me to tune into the fucking product. Because Roman, 15 minutes on SmackDown. Ike. Ike. And there's two hours. So that's an hour and 45 minutes of SmackDown that's left. That I don't give a shit about. Knock hasn't defended the Intercontinental title in months. Yeah. Kevin Owens seems to have been phoning it in forever, but then he's like, gets re-signed, and I guess they're giving a push. But I don't trust this push, because that push is the Ziggler push. Ziggler threatens to leave. He might go away. His contract up. Let's let's give you a title run. Give you a payday. Yeah. And then once that's done, you don't have to worry about Ziggler until his contract comes up again in four years. It's not even the Ziggler push anymore. Now that that we've gone through 18 months of... Damn, we can't invest in anybody anymore because they can be cut the next fucking day. Yeah. I, I there's people in AW that've been there. They're still there. They ain't going nowhere. They're built. They're given. The, they're given the opportunity to either sink or swim, and a lot of people are floating above water. So yeah, it's I I, I don't know exactly what you mean. So with that, yeah. <laughs> day one. What's up, Daniel? Welcome. Welcome to the live chat. Let's run through this because you probably won't have a lot to give, but we'll try anyway. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure you have opinions, right? Well, I'm sure I can find some. Okay. Roman versus Brock, again, for the Universal title. That sigh. <laughs> That's your number. <laughs> All right. Or are you having trouble breathing? Do I need to get as, a rapid test for you? No. As somebody that hasn't watched in damn near four months... I haven't witnessed the return of Face Brock. All right? And I understand that the IWC is saying that they like the new Brock Lesnar. Farmer Brock! To them, I say you're a sucker. Because what was it? A year ago. Two years ago. You were all about, God damn, fucking Brock Lesnar. I can't believe it. Oh, he's a part-timer. Just come back. Wrestles four times a year. And then you're going to go on a... He's the same thing, except he fucking cuts his hair and puts on fucking overalls, and now you love him? No. And? And what? He's starting to cut his own promos. Ah, fuck that. When, have the, when was the last time you saw Brock Lesnar speak to the, on a microphone? Before this last run. Too soon? <laughs> we told our truth. That's what's up. <laughs> okay. This, is a, this isn't a baby face Roman. This is, I mean, a baby face Brock. This is a this is a beast Brock okay. that somehow you like pulled the paw, you pulled the thorn out of the tiger's paw and now the tiger's got your back. So having Brock do these awkward segments with Sami Zayn of all people, telling him about oh man we need to go to Saskatchewan and hunt together and kill and eat and fruit, you know it's just the segments in the back with fucking uh, scrap iron where you're trying to yeah. show him pictures and it's an old ass flip phone he breaks the flip phone you just see. It, the the stuff with Brock might not be a lot, 
But what's helping is everything around Brock. Okay. Sammy's selling. Uh, Scrap Iron's actually like the dialogue between the two. Roman just chunking Usos left and right. Yeet! Yeet! Gun. And then killing Roman. So it's obvious Roman's winning this. Okay. <laughs> I'm at a seven. I don't know what they're going to do. It's advertised as another regular wrestling match, so I don't know what they're going to give me that I haven't seen the last six or seven times they've wrestled, regardless yeah. of who's playing the good guy and who's playing the bad guy. Yeah. And I've got Roman winning this. Okay, cool. But the clips that I see on, 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 on YouTube and on Facebook, whenever I'm scrolling, it's like, oh, damn. All right. I'll give it a shot. I won't walk. I'll, I won't. It's not my, it's not my bathroom break. Daniel sure. says Sami Zayn's going to cost the listener to the match. It wouldn't surprise me. Okay. Yeah. Is this Sami Zayn's Ziggler push? Hey, you re-signed with the company, so we're going to give you a main event. We're giving you time with Brock. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to get killed by Brock at yeah. the Royal Rumble. Okay, now we don't have to worry about him for another four years until yeah. his contract is up. Yeah. Or unless we got a budget See, cut. So I don't have I don't have faith in the, this this Sami Zayn push. I don't have faith in, in a new Kevin Owens push. And I've never had faith in a Brock push. Because, okay, some of the stuff you said sounds pretty entertaining. It really does. I'm not going to lie. But uh, to me, at the end of the day, between the bells, it's the same old Brock. So, eh. Same old fucking part-timer. Do you have faith in Big E's run? I want to have faith in Big E's run. What's missing? WWE's faith in Big E. Ooh. They gave him the belt. He's yeah. on commercials. Yeah. He's main eventing. Yeah. He's on the pay-per-view. Yeah. yeah. How much yeah. more faith? What it, yeah. Define yeah. faith for faith yeah. for faith. Yeah. CM Punk had the belt for record 340-some-odd days. 343. 434. 434, yeah. Yeah, 434. 434, not 343. Right. Yeah. Right? He sat down. He cut that promo. He said, I'm not in the brochure. I'm not on the cups. I'm not on the fucking billboard. They don't sign me to go on to fucking Good Morning America. Ooh. I have the belt, Ooh. but I don't have the belt. That's for John Cena. What I hate is that this idea that they think you're the guy. I'm the champ, but you're not treating me like I'm the champ. Big E is the champ, but they ain't treating him like the champ. Wow. The champ is Roman. Wow. That's the problem with having two fucking belts. You're going to have the real belt and the the belt. And that's what bro, uh, Big E has right now. Damn. Big E has wow. the belt, but it ain't really the belt, brother. Now, big and and this is this is his first go. Look at the Miz. The Miz had one badass fucking title run. And then because he had one pay-per-view that had a low buy rate because they put him and fucking R-Truth together, they lost faith in him for fucking five years. And then five years later, oh, you know what? He might actually be pretty good on the mic. Let's give him a fucking reality TV show. He hasn't fucking even sniffed the goddamn belt, whether the real belt or the fake belt. Did you already forget... That The Miz was WWE champion in 2021? Yes, I did. <laughs> but you know why? Boom! You know why? Because it didn't matter that he was the fucking champ in 2021. He wasn't the champ in 2021 for a fucking cup of coffee. That was a pity like, oh yeah, we haven't given this guy a championship in a while. <laughs> There's a difference between runs like that 
runs that Kane had for one fucking day. Mysterio for a week before dropping it back to Cena. And there's a difference between that and the run that Stone Cold had, the run The Rock had, the run that John Cena had. There's differences, bro. Differences. Wow. Tell me I'm wrong. I can't. I actually, now that you mention it, <laughs> there's not a flaw in your argument whatsoever. So I will just go forth with the match. As of now, COVID be damned, Fatal 4-Way, Big E, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Bobby Lashley. Give me a number. Six. You have three top-tier opponents uh-huh. for Big E. Why is it a six? Because I haven't been watching and I don't know what the story is on paper. It sounds like it's pretty good, but my faith in WWE is so low that unless you sway me by telling me what I missed, that and if it sounds really cool, I'll be like, oh, cool. But even then, even if it to sway me, it's not going to take the build for one pay per view. To sway me, it's going to take the build of like fucking five pay per views. Mm. Where it's like, dude, you gotta fucking watch this. Dude, this is fucking badass. Dude, the same shit that had to sway me to pay attention to the fucking Bullet Club. I was a late adopter when it came to the Bullet Club. And there was a little bit of buzz. Some people were talking about it. And I was like, yeah, that's those fucking New Japan marks. Fucking Hector. You know? But then the buzz didn't die down. And started spreading and spreading and spreading. And I was like, you know, let me get, you know, take, take a look at this. I was like... Three fucking leaders of the Bullet Club in when I finally got, got into the Bullet Club. But then when I got into it, I was like, oh, Prince Devitt. Okay, yeah, I need to go back and look at his shit. All right, yeah, that's cool. Oh, who oh, is AJ. this other guy? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, AJ was... Oh, yeah, yeah, that's... Cool, that was a Omega good job. Okada 1. Yeah, okay, let me check that out. And then Omega Okada 2. That's the kind of shit that's going to take for WWE to get my faith up where... Even if you have something as badass sounding as that on paper, I'm not going to believe that it's going to be worth a hill of beans. Because either they're going to water down the fucking wrestling in the match, which they already do for most of those guys. Bobby Lashley's run isn't anywhere near like what I thought it was going to be when he came from Impact over to WWE. The potential that he had. He had the belt for months, bro. But his title run in Impact was way better than his title run in WWE because they allowed him to do more shit. It was showcased more and it didn't have that fucking frou-frou bullshit storyline. You didn't like Hurt Business? I liked Hurt Business, but I I always felt like they didn't let him completely off of the leash, man. And then they PG Hurt Business. PG Hurt Business. And then they fucked it up when they let the other two go. When they let Shelton Shelton Benjamin and um, Cedric Alexander go. Like, What? You had something good and you fucked it up. This is where I am with WWE, man. Anything that seems like it's good, I don't have faith that it's going to continue to get, be good or get better. Like, if you, it, like, I would think that the peaks and valleys would go like that, right? Mm-hmm. To me, WWE, the peaks and valleys are like this. Where you take the average and it's all fucking flat nine. It's not an upward trajectory when you do the average between the peaks and the valleys. It's like here for WWE. For me. You, you know? the Lyft driver, is going to bring math to the table? Yes. Damn. And I'm not a Lyft driver. <laughs> Anymore. <laughs> I was never a Lyft driver. I was an Uber driver. I'm at a five. There's a lot of talent in this in this match. But I feel like I'm... I'm <laughs> 
I yes. missed. Daniel, the headband hid his alopecia. <laughs> the headband is what made you know that he actually, you know, uh, might have eyebrows. He takes off the headband. It's like, what the fuck? Where did that dude's eyebrows go? I just figured it was like a bikini wax. You just want everything to be the same color. So he you shave this like you shave that. Yeah. That's it. Just took it off. Just... Yeah, it was gone. I think the Biggie run's falling face. flat for me because he hasn't had his defining rivalry yet that defines him as a champion. Mm-hmm. Cena had Orton. Steve Austin had fucking The Rock. The Rock had Steve Austin. The Rock had Steve Austin. <laughs> Um, Undertaker had Mankind. You know, there's yeah. always a rivalry that defines you as a wrestler. Yeah. And I think a part of me thinks that this is too soon in Big E's singles run to have this title. Okay. That's I think fair. if he would have cashed in Money in the Bank next year with about 18 months of WWE back in front of humanoids, maybe this would be going a lot better than it is right here, right now. Um Contract situations or injuries or COVID be damned. They should have just picked one person. Or if you're going to go balls out, <laughs> this is probably going to be the, the reoccurring theme of the night. Day one is the stupidest pay-per-view name I've ever heard. New Year's Revolution was right there. If you want to do this match, fuck it. Bring the Elimination Chamber. Get two other guys. At least have them qualify. And actually, oh, dude, Biggie. Biggie's a bad motherfucker. He beat five of these fools. Like, let me let me give him a little. Let me give him another chance. Let me give him some more time. Let me let me invest a little bit of myself into this guy because he's earned it. He deserves it. And he struggled what? from FC fucking W, and now he's the goddamn champion. And he blasted against five people in a fucking Satan's playground. Yeah, let me give him a shot. This is like half-assed to me. Either one defined person that Biggie hates. Or a whole fucking carnival of chaos for you to go in through, to walk out through. This just doesn't cut it to me. And you know what? I'm going to say this. The person that could be that rival for him. I hope it's who I'm thinking. It's Roman. Oh, damn it, Bobby. It's not who I was thinking. New Day versus Usos. It's always been three on two. But now you know the Usos has the head of the table. Right? And I'm not talking about just an angle that you're going to run for pay-per-view. I'm talking about this is your Rock Austin. This is your Sean Brett. This is like spanning fucking multiple years of encounters, weaving in and out. They always find each other. Right? Man, that could be it. That could be it. Not keep them separated. One's going to have one belt. One's going to have the consolation prize belt. Nah. Have it over the fucking big belt. Or one comes to the other brand and they fight over that belt and then they separate and then it, like, I mean, yeah, I get it. You might at one point have like fucking Charlotte Becky kind of syndrome there where it's like too much, but that's probably because there's just too much programming in WWE. But you have the you have the history there with the bloodline and the family and it's still fresh enough because you haven't seen Roman versus New Day as much, but you've seen Usos versus New Day and there's that family tie there, so it makes sense, man. That that. If you could make a, a, if they still made fucking DVDs, right? If by the end of 2023, they have greatest rivalries of the 2020s. It should showcase uh, uh, Roman versus Big E. They look damn good at Survivor Series against each other. Give me more of that. 
the person I was thinking to be the defining role relies a lot relies on a lot of trust of other people that have shown the track record that it can't be done. But again, I might be anti WWE, but just as well, I'm never going to be ex WWE because my fondest memories of wrestling. I didn't grow up wanting to wrestle at fucking All Out. I didn't grow up to wrestle a fucking final battle. Yeah. I went to Booker T's training camp because I wanted to be on WrestleMania. Mm-hmm. So if there's a story that can be made that can tell an art that can go that can give an arch rival to somebody like Big E that can really get people's attention, that gets you salivating. Like Roman and Jay did when Roman first turned heel. Mm-hmm. And Jay's trying to be like, yo, man, this isn't the way the Usos run. This isn't Us. Roman, I mean, Big E versus a heel, Xavier Woods. It's all, oh, Kofi had his moment. Kofi had his moment. He's on posters. He's got the title. Big E got money in the bank. He got his moment. He's cashing in. He's on main eventing all these pay-per-views. I dreamed of being king of the ring. Why? Because king of the ring winners became champions. Steve Austin, Edge, Kurt Angle, Triple H. And I'm sitting here with a plastic with a plastic crown and a plastic scepter middling because everyone's still looking at Big E like the best person in fucking, fucking New Day. No, you turn Xavier heel with that promo and actually go back and forth and he takes the belt for a month or two. And then Big E scraps to get it back because Xavier knows Big E like the back of his hand. They were New Day. They came up together. And Kofi's right smack dab in the middle. And Xavier takes Kofi out to make sure it's just one-on-one. I'm better. I know your flaws. I'm the gamer. I have the cheat code to knock you out. Xavier and fucking Big E. That will get... Look at you. You're about to bust a nut, ain't you? Ain't you? Time me! If you've been a long time viewer of this show, you know that I've sat in this chair plenty of times. And I said, I never want the New Day to break up. Ever, ever, ever. They could, ever. They could split. They could go their different ways. Which they have. They, they have. And it's worked out just how I've wanted it to. But I never want them to fight each other. I never want them to, 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 to feud with each other. I want them to stay friends for the eternity of their career. But what you just said, man. <laughs> Thank you. What you Thank just you. said might make a little bit of a hypocrite out of me. Because that sounded fucking fire. If I could if we could get that kind of passion out of Woods and then Woods and E could back it up in the ring for a multiple uh, six months. Yeah. Even if even if Big E overcomes, but Woods had to run for two months and he got a taste of the pie. And he got the, the recognition. He got the adulation. Have you, you've been missing out on SmackDown when Big E first became King of the Ring and Big e, and uh, uh, hey, Xavier Woods. Woods and Woods was feuding with Roman. The facial expressions, the selling when Roman broke the scepter and broke the crown in front of him, and every other week that that bloodline was jumping Xavier. Dude, that motherfucker can sell the story of him being the evil maniacal villain to Big E, the Akuma to Ryu. All right, that could be Big E. I mean, that could be Xavier. Daniel says, man, if Chris gets any more hyped about this, he's going to have a stroke. (laughs) (laughs) 
I honestly don't see Rollins, Owens, or Lashley going to Royal Rumble with the belt. All right. I've got Big E. It, and that's the other thing with a lot of these multi-man matches. It makes it easy for the for the other people to just take each other out and Big E crawls in and gets scraps. Yeah. I got Big E winning this. Yeah. It's true. a very little fanfare. Okay. Yeah. Becky Lynch against Liv Morgan for the Ross Trap for the women. Seven. Um, again, the caveat is I haven't been watching, but um, before I stopped watching, I was very hopeful that Liv would do something. Mm-hmm. That, that, that they would give some sort of program to Liv and that they would really kind of showcase her. This is technically and, the rematch from Monday Night Raw. And they've been doing it from what I hear. Mm-hmm. I see online in the IWC more and more buzz for Liv, which is cool. I'm glad that they're doing that. Um, the best I, I buzz is I don't know why. I, I, I haven't seen it firsthand, but... Uh, Anybody in yeah. the chat, tell us what it is about Liv Morgan that gets you going. I mean, is it just that she's fine? Half that roster's fine. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know, but I, maybe it's because she's somebody new. I mean, we've seen the four horsewomen for so long that Becky versus Charlotte is just like, ugh. Charlotte versus Sasha, ugh. Bailey versus Sasha, bleh. Becky versus Bailey, bleh. You know? So it's like... New blood. You, you, you throw in Bianca, and people got very excited for Bianca for a little bit, but then... They but kinda, the, the Royal Rumble win backed it up. Yeah. Mania win, title run, backed yeah. it up. But then it feels like that they kind of went back on the, their, their decision to really push Bianca. Kind of the same thing with Asuka. Actually, Asuka is, is kind of like Asuka versus Charlotte. Bleh. You know? Oscar versus Becky? Uh, okay, maybe. But Oscar versus Bianca? But do they have the faith in Oscar? So I think there's more more hope for the future of throwing some some more new blood in there and that new blood could be Liv and if we get Liv versus Becky, okay. Liv versus Charlotte, okay. Liv versus B- Bianca. Oh, okay. Liv versus, versus Dewdrop. Liv versus uh uh fucking Naomi. You know, who, who, like all of it is new and fresh. And like, man, has Liv Natty happened since she became since she started coming up? I mean, I'm sure all these matches that we just spouted off have happened at some point, but maybe with like the old Liv, Riot Squad Liv, where the stakes were for nothing. But it, like, there's always a difference of when like you actually start investing in the character and you're putting the spotlight on them, and it's not just they are the mechanism of the fifty fifty booking. It's for them. There's a difference, right? So we may have seen all those matches that we just listed off, but it's going to feel new. It's going to feel fresh because it's for something with the new Liv Morgan where we're trying to give her a push. And the crowd's behind her. Exactly. Yeah. The match on Raw was pretty good. Uh, I kind of was maniacally surprised that they kept the belt on Becky. (laughs) Um, whether this, this weekend's uh, lives time to shine, it wouldn't. Wait, Becky, isn't she one of the ones that's out for COVID? Yeah. So is she even going to make it? Okay. That's Vince's decision. Well, it, assuming okay. this happens, I'm at a seven and I'm, I'm, I want Liv to win this. But again, if, if a loss, if she, if she comes out good in a loss that we get a third time around at the rumble, I'm with it too. So you kind of said this like as though it meant nothing. Like, oh, that's Vince's decision. 
does she have COVID? Because if she has COVID and she's sick... It's COVID precaution. That's why that some of these people okay. did it. Because that's what my question was. Was she yeah. exposed and she could have it? Or is she fucking in an iron lung? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, it helps. Um, well, they already had her off. I was thinking about the other brand. Where you got the match at? I think I said seven, didn't I? Who you got winning? I would like for it to be love. Okay. Why not? How about... Well, shit. I don't know who Charlotte Flair's wrestling. I thought it was Tony Storm. They changed that. Obviously. So let's go down the line. Raw Tag Team Titles. The Street Profits. Get a shot at RK Bro. Really? Yeah. RK Bro is the champs? Yeah. Oh. Still. On paper, that sounds cool. Um, six. Who you got winning? RK Bro. All right. Same. Six. RK Bro. Alright. Uh He's fucking gummy bears, man. What the hell? Why do you bring those? Usos against the New Day for the SmackDown tight tag team titles. Does that sound familiar? Usos versus the New Day for the tag team title? Five. It's Usos versus Is the King of the Ring winner worthy of such minimal splendor that he's stuck with just the titles of two instead of the title of one? Five. This is a match of the year candidate. In Hell in a Cell two years ago. Mm-hmm. And we're getting it again in 2021. Technically 2022. Okay. And I'm out of five. All that shit that I said earlier about New Day versus Usos and Roman. And how that could be the defining rivalry for Big E versus Roman. Yeah. All that shit that I said. There was a little bit of a caveat in there and I mentioned it. It's a like, caveat? Caveat. <laughs> what, I, what I said in there, what I mentioned is that if it's done right... And if it's intertwining, interweaving. Oh, Daniel. And I said that sometimes they're a victim of too much, too many hours worth of programming where Rock Austin lasted six years off of three WrestleMania matches. Six years off of three WrestleMania matches. Technically longer. Yeah, technically even longer than that. Three matches. Six years. Usos versus New Day probably fought, what, six times this year. This year alone? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And sometimes it was for stakes. Sometimes it wasn't. Maybe potatoes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's the difference between, like, that's the difference between just, like, overgrowing farming shit mm-hmm. and, like, tending to and pruning and caring for it, something, you know? So, yeah, it's like. I care about Usos versus New Day on the grand scheme of things. I don't care about this match for Usos versus New Day. Five. Usos are keeping the belts. Okay. One shining moment from Raw that I caught was the last segment. Edge versus The Miz, one-on-one. Mm. Miz and Maurice renew their vows. With I Eric heard Bischoff, about this. With Eric Bischoff as the dictator. Yeah. And then right at the end. Dictator? Yes, I forget what the word is. <laughs> Edge comes out. Efficient? Edge comes out and he's like, "Did Eric Bischoff have like a fucking silicone?" Oh, mask? if he would have teased that, oh, oh! Did somebody say three, three minutes? minutes? <laughs> time. Yeah. Edge gives him a brood bath, so they're all covered in black, not red. No, black. Okay, because Edge's blood runs black now. Ha. Ah. Yeah. 
and you which can't I kind of like. Yeah, you can't have blood on PG TV. No, that too. Give me a number for Edge versus Miz. This might be. I don't want to say it might be first time ever because they might have just had a throwing match on SmackDown or something. But this might be the first actual actual match that those two have together. Six. It sounds cool. You're a Miz guy. I am a Miz guy. And you're just giving it a six. And I'm an Edge guy. Again, this might just be because I haven't been watching. You're not invested. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Brute Bath segment got me up to a seven. Okay. I'm curious to see how Edge handles Miz because Miz. I mean, what? I don't want to. I don't know if, I, if this is the right comment to make, but I think when Edge first came back and cut that promo on Raw. Mm-hmm. He was naming off people left and right that were different class of styles to him. Right. But who has Edge been wrestling lately since he came back? I don't know who. Randy Orton. Okay. Same kind of WWE type style. And we've seen this for years. Roman. Same type WWE Main style. Main WWE style. Daniel Bryan. But that's, that wasn't enough to actually make the opinion. Uh, who did Edge wrestle at... Um, Survivor uh, SummerSlam, Seth Rollins. Seth, Seth Rollins was interesting, okay. but even that was a watered-down Seth Rollins, not Tyler Black. Right. And now we're getting The Miz. More sports entertaining, less like actual pro wrestling. I mean, isn't that going to be par for the course in WWE? I mean, who, who else even has a style that's not sports entertaining? He mouthed off Matt Riddle in the opening promo. He mouthed off AJ Styles in the opening promo. He mouthed off... Uh, I can't remember somebody else. But there's a lot of guys that are coming up from either the independents or from NXT that are showing up in WWE mm-hmm. that are completely different to what Edge is used to. I will pay $40 to watch Edge versus Nakamura. Because that's way out there. Fuck it. I'll pay $40 for Edge Brock. Because the story in the match will be top shelf Edge. But it's against MMA Brock, not WWE Brock from when Edge was first around. It would be different. Okay. The, the opponents he's had so far have been very prototypical to me. Okay. And storytelling can only take you so far. Like you can build up a trip if you know that even if you know that the trip's going to suck. You know, like, oh, man, there's a lot of cool shit in fucking Florida. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's Edge's entire run right now since he came back from at the Royal Rumble that we were at. Mm-hmm. I was, I, I've had my, my heart, my anticipation on some out there stuff, and it hasn't gotten anywhere close. That was January of 2020. That was January 2020. Now we're January 22. <laughs> that was the last normal... Pay-per-view, big four pay-per-view that was good before the world went to shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's going to be okay. I'm at a seven. If Edge is losing to anybody in any of these matches it, and since his comeback, it's going to be for something worthwhile. And I don't think Miz beating Edge is going to take Miz any higher than he is right now. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely gonna be, not going to be with Edge. With Miz. I got Edge winning. It should. Man, you got to do something drastic. Something in WWE needs to have people go, what? Edge putting over to The Miz? 
That might be something. I might kickstart a, a, a new uh, era of the Miz actually, you know, getting that type of big fucking push. You know, you don't think it's too late after the pipe bomb from Daniel Bryan, it, even after Dancing with the Stars, even after Miz and Misses. Almost too late. It's almost too late. The way how it was almost too late for Ziggler. I keep referencing Ziggler a lot. It was almost too late for Ziggler for like six, seven years. The last three years, it has been too late. And and Miz is right there at that like year four or five range where you could do it. You could do it. it but you, if you really put all your balls behind him, you might be able to get it. But that, that train's leaving the station and it's almost done left. I think it's close, but it's it's not yet on like Ziggler levels. To find drastic, if we're gonna go on a tangent, okay. Tell me something drastic WWE would do to try to shake things up again. Have AJ win the title? AJ Styles beat Brock or beat Roman. <laughs> Have AJ fucking win it. Hold on to it. Not bullshitting around with fucking uh, uh, almost or whatever, and like have him put on banger matches one after the uh, one after the other with like Finn bring up Gargano, fucking like I don't know uh, Owens have Sami Zayn be a credible threat, a believable threat. Let them put on a fucking ten star match, something that's fucking wild and crazy. Where you give it to somebody that doesn't deserve it. You know what? Fuck it. Give Ricochet. Ricochet a shot at like uh, uh, upper mid-card titles. And put on clinics every night. Give him some mic time. Let him get himself over. Get rid of the pew at the beginning of his Brown music. Jewel two years ago. Brock defended the title against Ricochet. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that didn't do anything. Because why? It was just a squash. Yeah. Drastic. Right off the top. Boom shakalaka in the brand split. You already you already narrowed down your roster. You just might as well just end the brand split. You want Big E versus Roman? That's how you do it. Title for title. Yeah. You want Edge and Miz to mean something? Brand supremacy. I know you hate doing that, but WrestleMania 21 is one of my favorite WrestleManias of all time. And not just because I went, but that's because that was probably the one of the first WrestleManias, if not, I think 20 was the first one. Or 19, where they really went balls deep on intrapromotional matches. Matches that you would never think that Raw versus SmackDown would have. Holy shit, Undertaker versus Randy Orton. Holy shit, HBK from Raw against Kurt Angle from SmackDown. You know, Money in the Bank with wrestlers yeah. from both brands. Yeah. That's You want to do drastic? All right, brand, we're ending the brand split again. How- it makes Hot Fox... Hella happy. That makes USA hella happy because they got all the roster at both their disposals. So we have the Forbidden Door. But then in WWE, between Raw and SmackDown, I bet uh, there's a little bit of a revolving door. How much has that revolving door been spinning over the last three or four months? Enough. Uh, Enough to where... They should just out and out say, fuck it. If that's the case... All that shit that you just said about, wow, it would be really special to see Kurt Angle versus HBK, one from Raw, one from SmackDown, doesn't mean jack shit if that revolving door has been spinning. No, but there's a difference between the revolving door spinning and someone telling the general audience, hey, there's that revolving door, we're about to cut it. 
This isn't Super Smackdown. This isn't Raw Super Show. This isn't them openly admitting that we're having everybody on one brand for, for a couple of shows. Fuck it. Just be. Just come out and out and say it. Starting such and such, the brand split is done, and you'll get. And every every person that buys a ticket to watch WWE is gonna get everybody. Mm-hmm. Big E, Roman, Seth, Edge, Riddle, Orton. Usos. And treat those two hours or three hours in the case of Raw the same way AEW treats their, their two hours. Where it's a bam, 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 bam. They have segments, but they're not having fucking recaps of what happened last week and then oh, a recap of the recap. And hey, before the commercial break, this happened. Like, like no. More importantly, AEW in the last four weeks a Dynamite has had at least 12 different wrestlers Main eventing the episodes. How many wrestlers are main eventing Raw and SmackDown? Four. The same motherfuckers. Right. <laughs> and with that, that's day one. This Saturday, New Year's night. They're not, they're looking for seat fillers for free. Okay, you not, go there. not New Year's Eve. It's New Year's night. So Year's on night. on day one. Okay. Uno. Day one. Day one. Are you gonna make the effort to watch any of this live? No. Are you going to make the effort to watch any of this later? Probably not. Unless like, oh my God, Abel, you need to watch this. This happened and this is crazy. Unless I get that. Probably not. And I don't have faith that there's going to be a like, oh my God, Abel. Yeah, I don't think I don't think that there's going to be a moment coming out of this that, that somebody's going to want to. Oh my God, Abel. Yeah. Ronda Rousey caused Becky Lynch to lose the title. Oh, God damn it. Fucking Ronda Rousey. <laughs> Daniel Garcia mentioned it earlier in the chat. What yeah. if Braun Breaker is the one to rival Big E on the main roster? And that's the rival that makes Big E a solidified champ for his run. I would be... My interest would be peaked. But I won't be fully erect. You give me so a half little, a blue chew. You give me a little bit more? You gotta get more people saying, "Hey, you need to eat the rest of that blue chew." Okay, then so uh, maybe, so maybe. Kevin Owens debuted on NXT. To, he did to John Cena's Open Challenge back in the day. You oh, back back, back, back then. In the day, right. I thought Kevin you meant today as NXT champ. Okay, debuted yeah. mm-hmm. beat mm-hmm. beat John Cena mm-hmm. in Corpus mm-hmm. Christi. Yeah, yeah, first match. Yep, yeah. yep. What if uh, that that what, was drastic? What if New Year's Evil Braun Breaker as the NXT champion? The next night on Raw shows up and beats Big E in his debut. My interest would be piqued. That would be a oh my god, Abel. Now, all right, let me check this out. And I'll look at it and I'll be like, oh shit. Okay. And then I might pay attention a little bit more. I might not tune into Raw the next week. I might tune into NXT. It's still doing something. Oh, okay. Okay. Because when, when Kevin Owens did do that, Kevin Owens had a little bit of a run where he had the belt and the NXT belt and he had an NXT title defense. He had to drop the belt. And then, but to he's, Finn in Japan yeah. with fanfare. Yes. Why? Because Owens was on Raw showing that yeah. shit. Yeah. So it, it mattered. But if this is Braun shows up, you know, wins, and then eh, it was a fluke, whatever. And then he, there's a quick little rematch the, you know, the next week and lost. And like, oh, okay. You know, then no. It just it depends because there's been plenty of 
moments. And that's what WWE is all about. They, they've been saying it forever. They want the three they, minutes on Facebook and Twitter. They're about moments. But they're not about sustaining those moments. Again, I go back to our imaginary fucking uh, line graph. Where it's peak, but then valley. Peak, and then valley. And those peaks and valleys aren't peaking valleying up. They're peaking valleying across. Mm-hmm. You're giving me a lot of peaks here. <laughs> But I'm afraid of the valleys. Got you. Yeah. So we have to start first with Braun taking the belt from Champa. Do you have Champa? Do you have Braun taking the belt from Champa on New Year's Evil? Yeah. Finally. Yeah. It's time. No, but they're going to do it. They're going to do it. Well, yeah. Number wise. <laughs> Technically, the rubber match because Braun pinned Champa in the war game, so they're one Six. and one. Six. Six. And you've been watching NXT more than you have Raw or SmackDown. Barely. Like, <laughs> I stopped Oh, watching. we've had this quiz on what is it about the new NXT 2.0 that you like, and it wasn't a lot. Yeah. Uh, I'm at an 8. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. I like everything about Braun Breaker except the name Braun Breaker. Pay the money and just call him a goddamn Steiner. Or maybe you're saving that for the main roster. Who knows? Maybe. But I think I've, I've got Breaker winning this. It's kind of leading to a bigger storyline. If you want to indulge me for a second. Yes, I will. NXT 2.0, especially since War Games, they've been touting the fact that the new boys are in town. Old dogs got to die, you know. Out with the Mufasas and with the symbols, you know. But there's <laughs> one guy. One guy. That by happenstance or circumstance, they haven't been able to take out. And one by one, this wrestler is going to take out all these rookies and take back his NXT title. Mm-hmm. I've got WrestleMania weekend, Braun Breaker against Samoa Joe. In order for that to happen, I need Breaker to take the belt off of Ciampa. Okay. And continue wiping out all these old timers. Uh, I'm at an eight because I know the match is going to be good. They have chemistry. Okay. I like Ciampa and Breaker. Um, I'm not sure if it's still the time for Breaker to take it. It wouldn't surprise me if, like, the new school helps Breaker <coughs> to take it. Or if Breaker just earns it on his own. But I've got Breaker winning this. Okay. Yeah. Speaking of old-timers, the analogy I gave you earlier about Kevin Owens debuting on Raw. Yeah. For whatever reason, AJ Styles showed up on NXT. I heard, yeah. And he gonna show up again on NXT. Yeah, I heard. To confront Grayson Waller. You think they're going to make a match out of this? Um, Grayson Waller was actually on Raw this past Monday in the crowd with a sign taunting AJ. What do you think of Grayson Waller, first impression? (laughs) Or current impression? So, I have absolutely no idea what a Grayson Waller is. Um, Aussie accent. Boxes. And like Like Duke Hudson? No. Okay. I, I, I... I I haven't ever seen the guy. So if you, I show you a picture, I'm gonna be like, "Ugh, that guy." Yeah. Okay. Like but, okay. I, I have absolutely no idea who he is, and that is a complete byproduct of me not watching. Okay. So we'll pass on that. Okay. Can well, I, do you have an opinion of that to tell the people? <sighs> There's something there. There's potential with the kid. He's annoying as fuck, but that's a reaction. Okay. When you're not getting a reaction, that's a bigger problem. Yeah. So as long as I hate him, as long as I want to punch his head off, 
he's doing whatever he it is that he's supposed to be doing. Okay. So there's something there. He just either it needs to be fleshed out, or maybe this is the moment that puts Grayson. Now, Grayson had the cool little spot in War Games where he dumped off the top of the cage and did like the double under leg elbow drop. Okay. Trying to do this like froggy bow on crack. But it looked good, I guess. It pulled it off. Um, I, there's something missing, but I know that, but I see that there's a lot there. Okay. Um, do I want it at the expense of AJ Styles, a guy on the main roster that never even sniffed NXT? I'd rather see him do this against Finn. Oh, okay. Um, he's, he took Gargano out in his uh, vac- uh, farewell speech. Farewell speech. <laughs> but I, this would probably have more effect if it was him versus Finn, to be honest. Okay. Or maybe him versus fucking Brian Kendrick. Somebody that's that's a coach. He's a coach for NXT, but he's now actually he back on the main roster and getting his ass beat by fucking... He is? Yeah. Brian Kendrick is getting his ass beat on the main roster? So he's back wrestling again. What? He's, he's in a feud with Joe Gacy and uh, Marlon or whatever his... Marion or whatever that, that big dude's name is. That, okay. That he's, that, yeah. So okay. Like, um, maybe you like this triple threat for the women: uh, Mandy Rose, mm-hmm. Raquel Gonzalez, mm-hmm. and little Cora Jade. Cool, that sounds good. I still have yet to see Cora Jade wrestle. You've never seen? You didn't see War Games at all? No, no, dude. She when I said War Games. when I said I haven't watched any WWE product, I mean I haven't watched any WWE product. The last time I watched anything WWE was the second episode of Two Point that was the last thing I saw. Wow, October. October. Southside slang. And that that was NXT. If you want to talk about main roster, go back another two weeks. Fuck. I stopped main roster. I was like, I'm going to watch NXT only. And then NXT 2.0 happened. I gave it two episodes. Two episodes, I was like, I'm done. I am loving Mandy Rose as a heel with okay. Toxic Attraction. Yeah. Um, she pulls off a bitch very well. <laughs> um... I'm at an eight for this match because the story, the story, most of this story is Raquel and Cora Jade, which is why Mandy's obviously winning this. She's going to pick okay. up the scraps and we're okay. going to get us, we're going to get the, the B level, the B program, which would be a heated Cora Jade and Raquel Gonzalez. I've got Mandy winning this, but this is going to be fun. Mama, Mama Cool. I'm always down to see Mama Cool. And you know, I, I, I love uh, triple threat matches, so mm-hmm. yeah. And you got who you got winning? Um, I have yeah, uh, Mandy, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Carmelo Hayes, okay, North American champ mm-hmm. against Roderick Strong, mm-hmm. cruiserweight champ, mm-hmm. title unification. Yeah, I saw that somewhere on social media. Is that they're unifying those two titles? Mm-hmm. And I was like, for, first I said, why are they unifying the titles? The second thing I said was. They have the champions backwards. <laughs> Wait, Roddy is the, the, the cruiserweight champ and Carmelo is the North American champ? So that's got to be a typo. It's got to be the other way around. It has to be. Uh, it is not. It's not. I like Oh, okay. Um, I mean, that might be a good match on paper. You know how I feel about Roddy. I've never been a a, a Roddy fan, and I thought that he benefited greatly from being in the Undisputed Era. But Roddy by himself or Roddy in the Diamond Mind, uh, I don't know recently, but at the very beginning of the Diamond Mind, I was like, this sucks. 
The last uh, couple of weeks on NXT TV, they're actually letting Michael Bivens go. Okay. And him on the mic has been pretty fucking good. Has it? Yeah. Because I know he's making he... up for Roddy. Because Roddy on the mic. Yeah, Roddy's never been. He wasn't. He wasn't setting the microphones on fire with undisputed, and that's for a reason. Yeah, but Roddy. <laughs> Roddy has always been a a, a charisma vacuum. Uh, but like he's great at throwing backbreakers. So yeah, that was that's what makes him. Inter- he's interesting between the and belts. his cardio is like a machine. Yeah. Between the bells, he's interesting, but outside of that, he's never been interesting to me. Um, and you haven't had uh, you you had a little bit of exposure with Carmelo before NXT went two point a, a little bit because he was in the tournament. Yeah, he won the tournament. He beat all the big then, guys. Then he had what, what was it? What was the guy that was swallowing around the bitch? What was Trick name? Williams? The trick. I thought it was the bitch. I'm sorry. It's the oh, same thing. Oh, it sounds like somebody yeah. in this room ain't body body. I guess I'm not. <laughs> I guess I'm not. The bitch, the trick. I don't know. They're just. I don't know where this number's coming from, but the first number I think of is nine. Nine. Roddy. I remember in the ring, Roddy is good. Okay. Carmelo, he's 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 worth his weight in salt. Like least least, these last couple of months, Carmelo's been stepping up. I'm I'm buying what he's selling. If he's when he calls himself the A champ of that brand, I'm buying it. Okay. And so far with Trick, it's comic, it's comic relief being that guy. It, it's working. They, they have something. It works. I like it. I'm at a nine. All the right. match is going to be brutal. I think at this point... You just shut that shit off. I think at this point, Carmelo is already ready for either the main title run. Not a, a feud. Main title feud. Or just fucking send his ass to the main roster already. He's okay. there. The package, him and him and Trick, they're ready. Okay. And I think after you let go of Hit Row and you realize not to, not, I'm gonna just say it. You need something else. You need something more for your pe- person, people of color that watch WWE on the main television. And you I mean, see it's about Hit, demographics. Yeah, it's yeah. different. Sometimes it is demographics. Sometimes when you go to Laredo, when you go to Mexico, you need to have some of those Mexicans on your on, in the in your headlining. And right now, I'm still not over Hit Row being gone. Hit Row had so much potential when they showed up on SmackDown and then talking with Xavier Woods and, and, and Kofi. I was like, man, this is going to be fun as shit. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't even get the ball rolling before they let him go for, what, for un, uncensical reasons, company-wise. So I think Carmelo and Trick would, would, be, would do good to fill that void that Hit Row left behind. Okay. So I've got Roddy winning this for sure. I've okay. got Roddy winning this. Now, when they say that they're unifying the belts, I think they're, that, I think the the cruiserweight's gone and North American's gonna stick around because okay. Roddy mentioned the promo that he's gonna be two time North American champ. Okay, so they're keeping the North American belt. So I he's think. not gonna walk around holding both titles not. and then defend one and then defend the other. It's like we're unifying the belts, and the belt design that we're staying with is the North, North American, American, and yeah. the cruiserweight's just gonna quietly go away. Yeah, okay, I would think so. Is 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 two hundred five live still a thing? I have no idea. Okay, none. Okay, <sighs> this is gonna be interesting. Mm-hmm. Six man tag. Okay. You've been missing out on NXT. Okay. So I'm going to fill you in and anybody that's watching. Mm-hmm. MSK is down about losing the tag titles. Oh. So they went to go in search of a shaman okay. to help them find their inner self. Okay. And after weeks of backstage and outside promos on television, mm-hmm. they discover their leader, their spiritual chi. 
Matt Riddle. Because <laughs> when you think about getting high, MSK, Matt Riddle, it's peanut butter and jelly. So okay. they cut some promos. So Matt Riddle's pulling double duty? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> duty. So MSK wants a shot at the belts. Okay. Imperium agreed. Okay. But then somebody raised the stakes. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah? So we're getting a six-man tag. Oh? MSK and Matt Riddle. Uh-huh. Versus Imperium. With Walter? With Walter! Ah. <laughs> okay, cool. Seven. Seven. What's... Is, is it... Um... Seven is generous for me for tonight. Yeah. Um, because... The way I'm feeling about any WWE product, main roster and otherwise, the ceiling is probably going to be a seven. You know, that's the ceiling. Mm -hmm. So if this was, if I was watching and I was happy with all the other stuff and this could possibly be a nine or a 10, right? Um, But I feel this is a very generous seven. Uh, Just because of what you described to me. Uh, I like. I would like to see the 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 contrast of styles of MSK uh, versus Imperium. You add um, MSK plus Riddle. I can see Riddle enhancing MSK yes. the same way how Walter enhances Imperium. Um, so th- that matchup just sounds very tantalizing to me. But again, I don't trust WWE enough to sustain this, regardless I, that it's NXT. I think this is going to be a peak. And then there's going to be a valley that falls out underneath it. Walter goes back to the UK and he's not going to be around to follow up. And uh, Matt Riddle's you know, doing double duty. So he's just showing up for a, a little extra run-in cameo fucking appearance. And then it's back to just the, the two Imperium versus the two MSK. And what could be, oh, this is fucking badass, is not. It's like... Remember on Marvel vs. Capcom where you had your team of three-on-three? And it's like, oh, fuck yeah, three-on-three. But then you have the little helpers that could come out as well. To me... Marvel vs. Capcom 1 was two-on-two with the little helper. Marvel 3 was all just all three-on-three. Three-on-three with the helper? No, no helpers. Okay, it's two-on-two with the helper. So the helpers, in my mind, are Walter and Riddle. You're not really fighting with them... They're the helper that kind of comes in that's kind of cool. But ultimately, you're controlling uh, Rush and Mega Man, right? You're not controlling the little helper guy. And the little helper guy is just there just to help and then he's out. And that's not the actual fucking fight. Just to embellish. Yeah, yeah. It's just to embellish. It's not the actual fucking fight. You know, so, yeah, that's how I feel that that is. Depending on what character you got as your helper in Marvel vs. Capcom, they were probably the thing you needed to get to the next round. So I'm at an eight and a half for this match. Most of that is because I get to see Walter wrestle again. The other half is, to be fair, on the MSK side, one of the few things I have been liking about NXT consistently was the story of MSK. Because if you go back to those good okay. episodes of Impact where they did that 70s show table and you got Trey and the other two and the camera just keeps going back and forth and sometimes Tommy Dreamer's sitting there or sometimes RVD's sitting there or sometimes Dixie Carter's like, I just came for the snacks. You know, but every segment that shit was was fucking good. 
to consistently the story of MSK getting to Riddle and then Riddle actually showing them shit was actually entertaining to me. I might be in the minority because sometimes that WWE produced comedy doesn't doesn't hit a home run for everybody. Right. But I liked it. I think it made MSK better. I thought MSK had already plateaued a bit when they won the title. They didn't. They, what else could you do with them? This is another example of. Like Gargano or like fucking Dean Ambrose where, holy shit, they show comedic timing. We can do other things with them and maybe make more of them. This is going to get MSK to the next level of, oh, all right, this is the team of NXT because they can wrestle. They can cut promos in the ring. They can be charismatic in the ring. And they actually have enough personality. They can do promos outside of the ring, outside in public, and they can make it work. Okay. So it's, it's helping out MSK a lot more. Imperium, I don't think it needs it. Because it doesn't matter. I'm just watching that. I'm watching that for fucking Walter. Walter. Yep. And I got Imperium winning. All right. I've got some... Uh, to yeah. me, it sounds like that there's going to be more uh, interestingness that comes out of MSK winning. So, sure, why not MSK? Yeah. <sighs> We're going to run through this pretty quick. God, I hope so. It's 9.30 already. <laughs> Wrestle Kingdom, night one. Shingo Takagi. Yes. Kazushko Kata. Ooh. For the IWGP World Championship. Remember what I just said. For the IWGP World Championship. So you've been missing out on a lot. Okay. The last time we talked about New Japan, the main event of G1 Climax was Okada versus Ibushi. Mm -hmm. 15 minutes in, Ibushi did a Phoenix Splash. Okada rolled out. Ibushi dislocated his shoulder. They ended the match there. Okada won the G1. Okay. So Okada, in the next week, cuts a promo after a show that says, this contract for the G1 Climax gave me a shot at the, I, at the IWGP World Champion. Not the New Japan Championship, that Transformer belt that everybody's passing around like an STD. So I'm bringing back the IWGP Championship. I am IWGP Champion since no one else has it. And I won the Climax. So Okada's been walking around with the old classic IWGP title. Oh. So that's what he'll be defending against um, Shingo. Shingo. Because Shingo is the uh, New Japan, the brand new title. He's champ. So they're going to unify both of those belts. (laughs) See what we're doing here? So So it's Shingo versus Kazuchika. Night one, main event. Who's winning? Oof. Man, now see, okay, this is the difference between New Japan and WWE. New Japan, I trust to do something pretty wild and crazy. Um, because if this was WWE, I'd be like, oh, it's the universal title instead of the WWE title. Yeah, so Shingo's winning it. You know, Shingo has the universal title. The one that's officially fucking observed by the the, the, the company, yeah. right? Not the one that's the legacy one. Right, mm-hmm. so I would say this is predictable. It's easy, whatever. But uh, this is in New Japan. They could be like, "Hey, we just spent money on a new title, but this is the old one. People respect the old one, and it's Okada. So yeah, we'll go with that." And so I really don't know what the prediction is, to be honest. And I'm not really sure because it they're not as easy to predict as WWE, um, and that's a good thing. It's a good thing that I don't know what the hell's going to happen here with this. Uh, 
And, and here's the other difference with, with WWE is that I could not watch New Japan. You could give me the quick little little dirty synopsis and I'll be like, damn, that sounds interesting. That sounds cool. And it makes sense. Whereas like, oh, well, you had to see this and they had to see that. And it wasn't that cool. And it was, trust me, just just listen to me. You know, that kind of thing when it comes to WWE. Here it's like, you give me the synopsis and I'm already hooked. Already, just from what you said. So um, I'm going to go with about an eight. Um, I don't know who I got winning. You might have to help me fill in the blanks for that. Unfortunately, I'm, I'm, you have to pick it because it comes back around. So who you got winning? Who do you want to win? Okada or Shingo? Shingo? I want Shingo to win. I want Shingo to win too. Okay. So we'll run with that. I'm okay. at a nine. Okay. Because this Wrestle Kingdom main events, you're, you're you need a pack of lunch. Well, it's Wrestle Kingdom. You got a pack of breakfast. Because they're going at least 30 to 45 minutes. Okay. The other highlight among many. Katsuyori Shibata is coming back again. Yes, I saw that. Yeah. His opponent has not been revealed yet. Oh. But this is not just an exhibition match. Okay. This is a catch-as-catch-can exhibition match. What so does this that mean? No, no chops, no rope break. It's pure mat wrestling. Ah. Who do you want to see wrestle the wrestler at, at fucking Wrestle Kingdom? Keep in mind, when he came back a couple of months ago, out of the blue... During the G one main of during the G one weekend, don't say it. Osprey. Now I'm not saying who you're going to say. That's who it was. Saber was the original. I, I want I want it to be Osprey. Okay, I'm picking somebody else. Okay, because there has been a guy in the last couple of weeks. If you've been if you've been surfing around the internet or the internet wrestling community, been talking a lot about this kid. Current Ring of Honor champion Jonathan Gresham. Oh, who has no plans? Jonathan Gresham in an exhibition. This is not a wrestling match. This isn't going 30 minutes with a bell. This is just like a five minute or 10 minute just grapple session. If you're not going to give me Suzuki, the first person that comes into my mind is Jonathan Gresham. Jonathan Gresham versus Sabata. That'll really. It's it's Jonathan Gresham moves around like a goddamn octopus, but he takes care of the people he wrestles with. He he's had some crazy ass matches, and I haven't heard any rebuttal after the fact or or backstage of people that think he's he works too stuff too stiff or too snuck or hurts people. So he's the perfect guy I would think to take care of Shibata for ten minutes to make Shibata look good as a guy that almost knocked his brains out of his ears five years ago and is now back in the ring. Okay. I'd pick Gresham. That's a good pick. I like that. Now, okay. that Are we, are we going to talk about this at all? Are we going to talk about the fall of ROH? We'll save that for the end of the year review. Okay. so The uh, fall, but they haven't hit the bottom okay. yet because okay. we don't know what April I, looks like. I have, a, I have a question, and if you want to save this question for later, that's cool, but let me just throw it out there. The question is, what happens to the champs? Of ROH, their tag and their, their so as of now, that. ROH is not gone. Okay. They're in hiatus. They're supposed to return in April. Oddly okay. enough, WrestleMania weekend they might have a show in Dallas because that's where WrestleMania is. Okay. Twenty twenty two, depending on how bad Omicron goes or the next variant. Jonathan Gresham has been defending the Ring of Honor World Title in all his independent shows. Oh, okay, uh, Roxy. 
at final right. battle, she yeah. got challenged by Diana Perrazzo. Right. So Roxy is still defending her titles. Uh, FTR crashed the Briscoes winning the tag titles at final battle, and FTR has invited the Briscoes to show up on Dynamite. So I'm guessing mm. that the Battle of the Belts special mm-hmm. is gonna be FT is gonna be fucking FTR because they have AAA titles mm-hmm. against Briscoes. ROH titles. So they're still keeping the ROH championship lineage on the mm-hmm. forefront with Gresham and Roxy and and I uh yeah. Red Titus won the television title. Finally. Oh, I think that was the first actual singles belt he's ever won on the last day of old Ring of Honor. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs titles when you have a room key? Yeah. <laughs> Night two. Alright. The second pretender. Why does she, why does um, Shingo have the belt right now? I don't know why. Because fucking Osprey broke his neck and had to forfeit the belt. Wait, what? Yes. Oh, Osprey's the beginning injured? of the curse. Osprey injured himself like in oh. a, like in April. Well, then I take my thing back that I said earlier about it being Osprey. Why? Why not Saber? But don't Saber But don't lose faith. Okay. Because Osprey came back early. Oh, good. And he's been defending his version of the IWGP world title. He claims he's the real champion because he never got pinned for it. Mm. So either Okada or Shingo will have to wrestle Will Ospreay on the second night to have an undisputed heavyweight champion for New Japan Pro Wrestling. So You picked Shingo. Shingo. We had Shingo versus Ospreay win a match of the year for us. And now they could possibly main event the second night of Wrestle Kingdom. Give me a number. And is this a match that you will go back and watch before we record our next episode? If that match happens, if it happens, I will be at a nine. And you might be here watching this. This is theoretically uh, maybe not a match. Yeah. I'm gonna go with an eight. Okay. But you'll watch it. You'll you'll make the time to watch it if it, if it happens. Night probably. two, Wrestle Kingdom, probably Tokyo yeah. Dome, yeah, twenty five yeah. grand, people. yeah, yeah. Shingo versus Osprey, yeah, yeah. I'm at a nine. I'm at, that's that's tickling my pickle. <laughs> I'm at a nine for that. Now, who do I have winning? Shingo, that's the bigger problem. The guy, the guy that 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 has to fight more matches and get all the way through and has the rightful title uh, 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 defeats both of these charlatans that think that they have the real title when it's not really the real title. Shingo. So you have Shingo traveling to the states for U.S. shows during COVID. You have Shingo still going back to Japan to do New Japan shows in Japan. That, uh, something has to happen. Something has to give here because the reason that one of the main reasons that Osprey is running this storyline is because they're still running shows in the states. There's a show in California happening in February that I've got my eye on of wanting to go to. Oh, of course, because you they had a show earlier in the year um, in Los Angeles that sold out, and they had Osprey there. He had announced that he had returned to ring action and he had the title. Yeah, or he claimed to be the champ because he never lost it. So if you're going to go balls in on New Japan in the U.S. and you're going to merge the champions to have one person, that has to be somebody that can go, that can actually travel. Well, Not I, so much Ric Flair, NWA kind of travel, but during COVID, it's serious business. Would you put that on Shingo or would you keep it on Osprey, who's 
already been doing it now. As opposed to the light amount of shows that New Japan's had in Japan. I and mean, just have Osprey go back and forth. I mean, I hate to sound a little insensitive here, but. Fuck America? No, 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 no. What the fuck is the difference? Like, like, okay, Osprey can travel, but Shingo can't? Why? Shingo can't get on a plane? Okada can't get on a plane? The fuck that? Yeah, they both can travel, like like Omicron, Delta, COVID. It's not gonna. Oh well, well that's that that's Osprey. So Gamma. we're not we're, we're we're not gonna infect Osprey. But you know we'll, we'll infect Shingo if he gets on the plane. <laughs> like what the? No, there's no difference there. Okay. So yeah, it, it, that's, business that's, be damned. You want yeah? Who's your winner? Shingo. Shingo. Osprey beat Shingo in our match of the year, didn't he? I've got, I've got, I've, oh, that's a tough one, man. I've, that was I've, our, that was our match one. of the year winner. Yeah, mathematic wise, I think I'm good either way. But if I have to pick somebody, man, I'm gonna be that guy. God damn it, I'm gonna say Osprey. I love Shingo. But right. I'm gonna be fair. Shingo won the belt. I haven't been staying up watching every month New Japan pay per views. Osprey can cut a promo, and and I don't want to sound like an asshole. Osprey can cut a promo that I can understand. Osprey can build up on Twitter promos and and backstories that I can understand to where you know what right. I'll I'll relate more to Osprey as an asshole than a cool Shingo that I don't understand what's going on. And I'll probably watch more New Japan stuff with Will Ospreay as a champ because I can actually understand his promos. Just like Saber. Saber's, Saber's an asshole on the yeah. microphone, but I, I understand him. I, I, I understand he speaks great English. You know, I, I, ha- I haven't heard, and it's obvious, and it's not a negative, Shingo's a Japanese wrestler from New Japan. His primary language is Japanese, so he's going to speak Japanese all the time. But he's not going to be like fucking... Uh, Hideo Itami when he debuted in NXT and spoke in both languages yeah, or cut promos in both languages if Shingo's not going to cut at least 10% of his badass promo in the ring in English how am I going to relate to him as a fan that has disposable income that has the network that has time or the ability to, to run on 8 hours of work on 2 hours sleep so that I can stay up and watch New Japan well because there's this thing called translators you know, um, it's this magical, magical uh, either person or device that can take one language and decipher it and change it into another language that you probably understand. That's how. It's bitch. not the same. Have you ever, have you ever, have you ever watched the, the, the Simpsons in Mexico? Does yes. Bart sound like the Bart Simpson from the original? No. Does Homer? No. Does March? No. Does Mr. Burns? No, because they're Flanders? different fucking voice actors. That's the point. I ra- I waited a year and a half to watch Dragon Ball Super in English instead of getting on Crunchyroll that I had access to yeah. to watch Dragon Ball Super in yeah. Japanese without yeah. the dub, without yeah. the subs. Okay. So okay. I'm okay. that guy. I, I, I'm that I mean, guy. I mean, that's, that, that's a I'm good... I'm uncultured. That's a good point, but, <laughs> but I watched Squid Game with Korean... Uh, audio with the English subtitles. subtitles. 
And I was just fine. And all them people complaining, saying, when they're speaking, it doesn't really make sense because they had the dubs and not the subs. Well, it's like, okay, cool. They fucked up the audio voiceover in English, but you know what wasn't fucked up? The fucking translation down at the bottom. So I heard them say the words in Korean, but I read them in English and I was just fine. I was elected to lead... Not to read. Well, that's your problem that you're illiterate. <laughs> you know, you, you're complaining about only understanding one language spoken, but you understand zero written. That's on you. Hi. <laughs> Naito versus Jeff Cobb. Give me a number. Uh, seven. Seven. Sounds good on paper. I don't know any of the context. There isn't much. Naito's coming back from injury. He got injured in the beginning of the G1 Climax. Okay. So he's coming back and his return is against Jeff Cobb. Okay, cool. Seven. Got Cobb winning. Uh, Naito. Naito's coming back. Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. In a no disqualification match against Kanta. <laughs> <laughs> uh, eight? The Just no, on paper. The no DQ and the Kenta part makes me think that there's going to be some spiciness to this match. Because I'm like, Tanahashi, eh, in an ODQ. Oh, against Kenta. What? Okay. I'm not, I, like, many, many moons ago when we were doing the show, we had a certain person named Jaime on the show explaining to us what a Tanahashi is. And he said, basically. My match of the year, Tanahashi's on half of them. A what? Yeah. I was like, well, what is a Tanahashi? And he said, a Tanahashi is a Japanese John Cena. But he's actually over. I'm like, okay, that makes sense. We watched him, and I was like, yeah, he's a Japanese John Cena. Except he could actually do a couple more things than Cena could do. And he's over. Better he's, than John Cena. He's the baby face of all the baby faces. He's yeah. squeaky fucking clean. But he's, he does a moonsault. And, like, he's a little bit more, you know, flashy in the ring, which is cool. So, like, I, I trust... His cookie cutter baby face more than I did Cena, and even now cookie cutter baby face I still trust him more. But I don't trust him for a no DQ match. But if he's in a no DQ match, it depends who his opponent is. Is if his opponent is a pissed off fucking Kenta who has a chip on his shoulder, who's pissed for leaving Japan, going to America, it being shitty, coming back, taking over the Bullet Club, the Bullet Club not respecting him, and Jay White shitting all over him. He's going to Noah, but now that he's in Noah, he's coming back to New Japan, and he has even a bigger chip on his shoulder, and he's gonna fuck him up. Yes, I am down. That sounds really cool. I'm at a nine. I've got Tanahashi winning because... Because... Since it's no DQ, New Japan is not afraid to go full bore. They have been telling this story Mm low-key for quite a while. And it started when when, uh, fucking Shibata came back and said he was fine just for Kenta to kick his head off and do the pose on a laden Shibata. Shibata is going to interfere and cost Kenta the match. And somewhere down the road when Shibata's at 100% and New Japan gives him the green flag to actually wrestle an actual match the way New Japan wrestles matches, Shibata and Kenta co-main eventing an event is going to tear the fucking house down. No one's going to be okay. able to follow it. Okay. That's where I'm going with that. And okay. to top it all off, just because I'm getting goosebumps right now just thinking about this, this is how good of a babyface Hiroshi Tanahashi is. There's a picture 
that has been floating online from an, from a Japanese from a New Japan show when COVID first started of him going like this. Okay, what's the significance of that? Of him because he always hugs fans after his matches, but since he had no fans in the arena for COVID, he was he hugging himself. himself. For okay. the fans, okay, for them to someday come back so that he can hug them again. Oh. You can, that's Hogan levels of baby face, bro. That's even more than Hogan <laughs> levels of baby face. Yeah, no, that's cool. Squeaky clean, cookie cutter baby face, but he does it well. Night three. Wait, <laughs> what? January the eighth, night three, Wrestle Kingdom, New Japan versus Noah. Brand Supremacy. Ah. Hiroshi Tanahashi and Kazuchika Okada against Kaito Kiyomiya and the great fucking Muda. What? <laughs> the Pillars of Noah against the Pillars of New Japan. What? <laughs> yes, the okay. great Muda. Uh, you don't have to give me a number for okay. that because there's a lot of matches that are going on in that pay-per-view. I have very little to know knowledge of Noah other than uh, a wrestler that's probably one of their biggest stars right now that we saw in his infancy against Roderick Strong at WrestleMania 25 re- weekend, Katsuhiko Nakajima. He's one of their big guys in Noah right now. Okay. He's going to be on that show in like a 10-man tag okay. against um, oh, Ingo Barnables. But oh. the best part of this show is that Kenta is actually going to be on the Noah side not in the Bullet Club side yeah, of New Japan yeah, yeah. because he made his name in Noah before he did his he whole did. trip around the yeah, world and yeah. come back. So this is going to be like Wrestle Kingdom 8 where I, it was my first taste of a bunch of people and the first taste I got was Kode Bushi and Shinsuke Nakamura and right. that blew my fucking mind. Yeah, so yeah, if I yeah. get to see Nakajima in this 10-man tag or if I get to see somebody that I don't know from Noah to be like... Nakajima did a lot of ROH, didn't he? he? Yeah. 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 He did a lot back in the day. Okay. So this could be like the coming out party for me of Noah and be like, oh shit, that's more <laughs> more meat in the cultural stew of professional wrestling yes. that I got to digest. You know? Yeah, yeah. So I'm, I'm welcome to it. Yeah. Do you have any matches that we canvassed for the last couple of weeks, COVID boy? Um, The five on five from last night. That was pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I have one. Okay. And there's only one that sticks into my mind. Okay. Brian Danielson, Hangman Page. Oh, yeah. That would have been since the last time that we've... Yes. Yes. No, no, no. Yes, 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 yes. I don't know. For some reason in my mind, that was... We've already talked about that, and that was further away. Uh, further back. No, no. You're right. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Would you be willing... To dethrone Omega Pay uh, Omega Danielson from our match of the year list with Danielson Page. You know, I was thinking about that whenever I was watching the match. Anybody still out there? Let us know if we need to. I'm not sure. I feel like my knee jerk reaction was no. Um. When I tried to let my analytical mind take over, I was like, there's no reason why this one shouldn't be. Because it seems like between the bells, it was just as good. It was a draw. It had implications. World title. At, you know, uh, uh, Hangman's Backyard. The 
build with uh, Brian going through the re- like is this any better than what we saw with Kenny Kenny it was for stakes it was a long match it was really good like I don't know I, so if I can't 100% full bore say analytically yes it needs to be and if my knee jerk was maybe my knee jerk is it was really really fucking good but i don't know if it's better to replace the other one i think i'm gonna have to say no but by hair i agree completely thank you okay and most of that and i hate and i'm always this guy and i'm gonna say it again an hour's too fucking long it didn't feel like an hour an hour's too long it didn't feel like an hour when i watched it but i know i do remember by like the 55th minute i was like this is probably gonna go the hour Omega and and Danielson, you didn't know the match was going to go full 30 minutes. Yeah. Because Omega's been known to, like, beat motherfuckers at, like, a minute and a half to go. Mm-hmm. He beat Okada with a minute to go in mm-hmm. uh, Omega Okada 3. Yeah. And it didn't feel as slow for too long. Danielson and Hangman, as good as Hangman was in that match, he, held, he hung with, with Danielson. But you could tell they were dragging. It wasn't... HBK Bret Hart bad, but there were moments that you could tell they were dragging that shit out to the point where was like, man, this yeah. smells like an hour draw. Omega and Danielson, after they felt each other out for about five minutes, they were rolling. Mm-hmm. And it it that if if Omega that was if, probably even less than five minutes. If Hangman versus versus uh, Danielson didn't feel like an hour, Omega and 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 pay and uh, Danielson really didn't feel like thirty minutes. I felt like there was at least ten more minutes. <laughs> like this ended too quick yeah. part of that was that there was no clock or no announcement or nothing unless you barely heard it and the crowd reacting that there was only five minutes left so it's it's very close but if we're only pay- this is like one and one a but we're only going with our ones and our one right now is still in my opinion so, omega and daniel if this was not 2021 and if we still had our old 2012 to 2020 criteria i would say yeah throw it on the fucking list yeah. uh and we'll figure it we out have eight dynamite matches on our match of the year list yeah yeah we would figure it out on the day when we're actually you know doing our year in review but since we're doing it a little bit di- different this year where it's like we have one contender from each brand i don't know if this one will yeah. e- eke out that other match and what sucks is that i feel like at the beginning of the year, this was a good idea, especially considering what happened last year, where where it was like, this was to remedy a problem that we had in 2020. And Several years, actually. 2020, 2019, and 2018, yeah. yeah. But that same problem has not persisted this year. Solving it earlier in the year doesn't make it any easier. Well, no. We, the, <laughs> the, the problem isn't even the same. The problem in those previous years was that we had trouble getting stuff from each brand. And we're saying, well, each brand will have its own thing and that makes it more fair. Whereas this year, AEW steamrolled everything else. Like, we struggled. I don't even think we have one for the WWE category. Yes, we do. Do we? It's Bianca Belair and Sasha Banks from okay. WrestleMania Night One. But there's there's a brand where we just we don't have one, right? Is that true? Is it NXT it's, or is we it have like, an NXT? It's Walter versus Dragonoff too. Okay. It's been a long COVID year, and there's a lot of gaps in the middle. Either way, like if we were doing this like we did last year, our list would be like fucking 
five, six AEW matches and those two, two or three from of everyone, the, else. From yeah. everyone else. Whereas we wanted to make it a little bit more equitable. And then five and out then, of five of those matches, one's an hour long. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So we have four matches so far we, still. And here's yeah. the here's the kicker. Six months ago, nine months ago, twelve months ago, eighteen months ago. With all due respect to Hangman, Adam Page, Brian Danielson was never a dream match. Kenny fucking Omega, the cleaner, versus the American Dragon, Brian Danielson, has been a dream match. Uh, and AEW cast yeah. in on that hoe. That's another clincher that spreads it. Yeah. If, if, if I, if I yeah. take away my assholery for five minutes and say time don't matter. Okay. That's the other clincher. Okay. You know? See, Wangman... Uh, <laughs> Wangman versus Kenny, a little bit of a dream match, but not because people were dreaming about it, but because they built it. Three fucking years. Three since years. the beginning of AEW. Yeah. yeah. But, like... If you sat me down 18 months ago and said, hey, you're going to have Debry show up in AEW... Give me your top three, your top five matches of who you want him to see. I would, I don't, I don't think I would have had him versus Hangman yeah. back then. Him versus Hangman now really made sense, especially the way that they built the angle with him taking out the members of the Dark Order in, in their, their hometowns. hometowns. He was number one contender, and he was gonna, you know, knock them off one by one. And the other side of that was. Oh shit, they finally paid off this three-year feud where Hangman finally beat Kenny. Cool. Those two things just came together really quickly. But yeah, you're right. You look back months and months ago, even a year ago, that, that wasn't something that was a dream match like they were trying to say that it was. Yeah. It became a dream match, but that dream was realized very quickly. Uh, yeah. Do you think the rematch, Adam Page versus Brian Danielson, this Wednesday on TBS, the debut of the Mothership Turner Broadcasting Network station. With judges. Do you think this will go another hour? Or is there a definitive winner? Do you have a winner or do you have it going another hour? I don't think that they would go through. Um, okay. I'm going to say this. What I'm about to say, I'm going to immediately become a hypocrite and say the opposite. So let me just get it out. I don't think that they will go through the whole rigmarole of announcing that there's going to be judges and picking the judges and having the judges at ringside. And I'm sure they're going to put the camera on and say, hey, here are the judges just in case it goes an hour again. I don't think they're going to go through all of that fucking popping circumstance for it to get ended without the judges coming into play. Here's where I'm going to be the hypocrite. I can see AEW pulling that shit off just so that they're not predictable WWE. Predictable WWE mind in me says that everything that I just said about going through the fucking motions of getting a judge means that it is going to to the judges. That's a WWE way of thinking and a typical sports entertainment way of thinking. So I could definitely see AEW setting up an expectation to fucking subvert the expectation and have fucking... Hangman win it at minute 32. <laughs> you know? So, uh, I'm kind of excited to see what happens. Either way, I think we're going to have Hangman win. Whether it goes to the judges or Hangman actually definitively wins it before the time limit. 
Either way, Hangman's winning. They're not going to take it off a of Hangman this quick. I don't think. But if they did, holy <laughs> fuck. I'd, I'd be happy. I'd be surprised. I'd be pleasantly surprised. Because while they had the balls to do that and take it off a of Hangman that quick. Wow. And they give it to Debry. Wow. Like that. Woo. Go. It's not going an hour. Okay. There's not going to be a winner. There's not going to be a winner at all? There ha- there's going to be something at the 42nd minute mark where they roll each other up and the ref counts both of them. One, two, three. <laughs> They're both pinned. <laughs> they both Hangman, Hangman and the Dragon are zero, zero, and 2. So the third match is two out of three falls, no time limit. That's a whole fucking episode of Dynamite right there. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. You want to talk about history? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. All right, Dario. In the event of a tie, like a double pin, wouldn't that just automatically go to the judges? No? The judges only only are going to make the decision if the match goes 60 minutes. The match doesn't go 60 minutes. The judges are moved. Okay. That's a distraction. Okay. You, in, just like your WWE in, mentality. In boxing and MMA, because I'm not a boxing or MMA There are no guy. rounds. So right, we're right. not going to do 10 I, I understand. I understand. But if you go all of the rounds, right, uh, it goes to the judges. But what happens if you have your judges at ringside and there's like a double KO? It's what not going to be a double KO. It's going to be split decision. So but what, what I'm saying so is, the if to- there's some sort of, in, in boxing, if there's a shenanigan where both of them fucking lose, where it would otherwise be a tie, but there's judges, would the judges come into play there? No. No? No, if it's a okay. double knockout, the referee calls it a double knockout, which is extremely rare. But there yeah. have been many cases where judges, where the math happens, where it's, it becomes split decision because it's, it's halved. But if it doesn't, that only happen if you have an even number of judges. No, because one judge can score it one eighteen to one ten. Another judge can score it one eighteen to one ten, and the third judge can call it one twelve to one twelve. So so they just go by off of their own points. Yeah. So one judge has one person winning. The other person has the other person winning, and then the third judge. So even if it goes to the judges, you can have a tie. They, uh, but again, there's no round. So how are the judges going to... They never really explained how the judges are going to judge it until the night of the show. Which leads me to believe, like boxing, Dana White's prolific quote, never leave a fight in the hands of the judges. Right. So if the match ends before the 60 minutes, the judges don't even matter. So that's True. why I'm saying they're going to be some kind of roll-up where the ref pins both of them one two three and they and the ref calls it a draw in like the 40 something minute <laughs> and again i will love the fans booing the shit out of it so i can do this to the fans because you don't pay for five more minutes you pay for the rematch later on down the road and brian danielson versus adam page three mm-hmm. where neither of them have a decisive victory that main event that could main event revolution Okay. In Orlando. Man. I don't. I, 
I would imagine that it wouldn't be that convoluted with the, the numbering and the point system. I would imagine since there's no rounds, like you're saying, it would just be at the end of the 30 minute time limit. You got three judges. Who do you vote for? Who do you vote for? Who do you vote for? And it's either going to be three to zero or two to three or, or two, to two to one, you know, and like that's it. You got to keep in mind, Tony Khan's a guy that um, worships old school wrestling like uh, Jim Cornette and like fucking Paul Heyman and the Mid-South and the Mm -hmm. Georgia Championship Wrestling and wrestlers like Ric Flair, who, for anybody that doesn't know, wrestled hour-long matches by the week. Right. Yeah. It does, it's not their fault that us stupid fans of this generation aren't accustomed to, oh, I'm not getting what I want. I'm booing everything. No, it's part of the bigger picture. So uh, w- what the fuck does it matter if it doesn't go, if they get another match that the, they don't get a, vi- a finish? It's telling the bigger story. Either Brian Danielson can't make it in the big match. He couldn't beat Omega in Dynamite's biggest arena in Arthur Ashe. Couldn't beat Hangman twice for the title. Either Brian's da- Danielson's not what he's made to be. Or you know what? Hangman, cowboy shit till the very end until there were no more bullets in the, in the, in the chamber. And he finally had to let it go. That's the story they're building. So if you show up in the first chapter where they win a draw and you're booing. Or you show up at the second chapter where they pin each other and you're still booing. Fuck you. Because it's, it's for the sake of the story. Not for the chapter. Okay. So I've got some kind okay. of fuckery that they both get pin each other and we're keeping this going. Okay. We're keeping it going. You know what? Either way, I'm <laughs> I'm I'm excited to see what how they're actually gonna handle this. And it helps the cause. They've only announced four matches for this, and one of them is a repeat of the hour long. Ruby Soho versus Jade Cargill for the finals of the TBS Hose title. Number nine. I'm at a nine. What's keeping you? Maybe we have the same answer. <sighs> what's brought me up to a nine is the same thing that's keeping me from a ten. And it's that it's Jade Cargill. Um, I really, really like Jade. But I kind of wanted it to be Thunder Rosa. Um, but I really, really like Jade. But I don't know. Like, like I think Thunder versus, versus Ruby is what I wanted. Jade versus Ruby is the match that I didn't know that I wanted. Man, but I'm kidding. And... Yeah. Yeah. And I think Jade's winning. Because I kind of wanted Thunder to win the whole thing. And if it's not Thunder, is it going to be Ruby? I mean, I guess so. I'd be happy if it's Ruby. But Jade's been doing so good. And I can see Jade winning it. Because now we have two women champions, right? Two real women champions. Right. But still, there's two belts out there. So if Ruby or uh, Thunder don't get this one they can always challenge for the other one so uh, it's not like oh all hope is lost for for my aspirations for thunder rosa to be champ but it's still like how are you going to get her to actually fight dmd or is or is jade going to win and that's when she comes back around and says hey look you beat me in the in the semifinals, but you know what i bet you can't do it twice 
or, or hey, it was some sort of fluke win because of smart, smart Mark Sterling. And uh, I mean, they planted those seeds with fucking Mercedes Martinez coming out. So it's like that feud is still going on. So she's going to go win her title real quick and then come back to the feud. So I, I don't know, man. I, and an, another, just like the, 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 the rematch there with, with uh, American Dragon and Cowboy, I'm like either, either outcome i mean, intrigued. Either way that you play it, I'm going to be the like, The road Whoa. ahead is yeah. interesting. The road ahead is interesting. Yeah. I, and Ruby winning it, I think that's the shortest road ahead. Ruby wins it, that's it. Okay. Cool. What's then, next for Ruby? And yeah. then what? I'm actually more more interested in Thunder versus versus Jade. And that's not the, 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 the title. So, I mean, yeah, you could have Ruby win the title. So Ruby has the belt. DMD has another belt. They ha- both have their own separate programs. And then you have your third program with Thunder and Jade. So now all of a sudden you have three women's programs. They're all top notch. Cool. But in order for that to work, you need to have somebody credible going up against Ruby. And I don't know who who, who that could be. <laughs> We're on the same page, just okay. different books. <laughs> okay. I'm at a nine. What's keeping me from a ten is Jade. Oh, the best okay. match Jade has had so far was last night against Thunder Rosa. Yeah, it was a good match. Her selling was on another level too, but here's the catch that I have with Jade. Okay. Even as good as the match she had with Thunder Rosa, right now, I see Jade as an attraction, not someone weekly on 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 Dynamite. Okay. If she wins the title, I expect Mark Sterling to keep her away from wrestling until it's big money time. Unless it's big matches. Mm-hmm. I don't want to see Jade every week wrestling in the ring being the f- champion's yeah. champion. No, her money right now, oddly enough, pre-taped backstage promos. Yeah. With that bitch show. That's, what, that's the hook that's got Jade above anybody else in that tournament leading up to this mm-hmm. belt. Mm-hmm. Not to mention Ruby's work against Chris Statlander. Eh. Face versus face. I don't know if that would have worked. As much as I love X-23, I mean, Thunder Rosa. I don't know if I would have gotten as entertaining of a match with Ruby and Rosa as I would have or could or could or might get with Ruby against fucking Jade Cargill. Okay. Ruby from underneath against a stronger, mm-hmm. taller bitch wrestler like jade that's gonna be the story okay i've got jade winning it but i sure hope that i don't see jade wrestling every week i want that bitch show on once a month and that's why they have mercedes martinez to take care of it take care of all the light work yeah you want to get to me you gotta get through her and the other thing is we're gonna come back around there's a reason why at some point in this year, Thunder Rosa versus Britt Baker from St. Patrick's Day Slam was our match of the year from AEW. There's still stuff to go back mm-hmm. to. Eventually, Britt Baker's losing that belt to Thunder Rosa. Think so? I think so. There's, okay. there, it's so easy. That story you can tell, you can run it back so easy. Um, so I got Jade winning. I'm at a nine. Okay. Malachi Black against Brian Pillman Jr. Uh, eight. Um, 
I, I believe we talked about this a little bit earlier in the show where um, I'm happy that Malachi Black is fighting uh, against the, uh, the what are they, the, the Golden Tigers? What the fuck are they? Um, oh, Varsity Blondes. <laughs> Golden Tigers? What the hell? Wow. Yeah, uh, the Varsity Blondes. I'm glad because that, that's showing and proving that they can take the XWWE talent and incorporate them into their, their current crop of homegrown talent, which is cool. Mm-hmm. That being said... I like Flying Brian Pillman Jr. I like him. I, don't get me wrong. I do still think that he's green. He's not green as fucking baby puke. Eh, green as dog shit. Mm-hmm. Kind of green, but kind of brown. You know, he, he needs a little bit of work still. His promo isn't really there. What was it, two weeks ago? Last night's promo, I'll give him credit. There was inflection in his voice. He sounded like he wanted to cry when he brought up his daddy. Dude, that, that was a right. donkey punch when he That's said, the true. one thing I learned from my dad about life, motherfucker, you only get one. That hurt. You're right. He's you getting are, there. You're he's, very right. He's getting there. Because you know what he did? He fucking channeled his actual inner feelings. And that's what he needs to learn how to do. Because what I was going to say is, the promo two weeks ago was not Dog that. Shit. Yeah. It was not that. The promo two weeks ago was very scripted, very, I need to remember my lines, because it was him and, and the other one, and the other one, like, he was trying to be upset, like, hey, Jill is in the hospital, why are you, well, I'll go out there with or without you. The backstage. Okay. Yeah, yeah like, like, that backstage that felt disjointed and awful, like they, they, like they couldn't act. But when he said what he said last night, he wasn't acting. He was speaking from the heart. That's the difference between what we had pre-Talking Smack Miz and the Miz at Talking Smack. And it wasn't just at Talking Smack. Miz realized what he did at that promo. And he realized, oh, he I, was, that. I was channeling and I was harnessing my inner fucking emotions and putting it into the words I was saying right then and there. And he kept doing it. He sustained it. It was like a light bulb went off in the Miz's head like... Oh, this is how I cut this style promo, and I'm going to do that every time. Hopefully, that's the same thing with Pillman Jr. Hopefully, Pillman Jr. realized that last night. But I don't know, because we saw that same Pillman Jr. months, if not last year, when he was saying that on Dark Side of the Ring. Now, Dark Side of the Ring was about real life. But he was in front of a camera, in front of a TV, fucking crying, pouring out his emotions. You didn't see that anywhere on AEW, anywhere else. Hell, even when they had that episode, when they were there at his hometown and his, his what was it, his sister yeah. was ringside. Oh, hey, look, it's my sister. I love her. She's really cool. What do you think, Cleveland? Walking to the ring. Yeah. And like, somebody that talks shit about family. Hey, sister. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah, okay, dude, you got to work on it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, even that was a little bit better than the two weeks ago backstage segment because yeah. he was trying, trying to get that little going for bringing the yeah. emotion out, but it wasn't there yet, you know? Lucha that, Bros against Jurassic Express for the tag titles. Nine. Nine. It's going to be a bonkers match in between the bells. The same way how the, the triple, or not triple, the, the six-man tag was with, uh, with Christian and the, you know, the mm-hmm. other one in there. Um, just without them, traditional tag yeah. match for stakes. Cool. Nine. I don't want to say that I have Lucha Bros winning, but I don't think 
the belts right now is what's going to move Jurassic Express to the next level. Okay. Part of me thinks that Jurassic Express might be splitting. Where's Luchasaurus? Cool. I don't know, but I, 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 I prefer to see Luchas uh, Jungle Express without Marco. Okay. I think uh, brainwa- you know I, I think Coronet's brainwashing has affected me to the point that I agree with him that Marco just doesn't add value to the team. I totally disagree there. Go. I think Marco brings this like lovable quality uh to the group. Now, maybe not between the bows. Is he taking I, that at the ex- is he bringing that at the expense of Jungle Boy? Shouldn't you be feeling that for Jungle Boy and not a infant boy? <laughs> um Jungle Infant. Um <laughs> I don't know, man, because like while I really, really, really like Jungle Boy, I I think that they're let me backtrack a little bit. Here's where here's where I'm missing him. What you're feeling for Marco Stunt, you're supposed to be feeling for Jungle Boy. Scratch that. Okay. I need the 30 second explanation. That's what I'm missing. Because I I like them as a package, but I could see your your argument that you don't need that package because the cutesiness is getting taken away from Jungle Boy. And I'm like, uh, at some point, I don't want Jungle Boy to be the cutesy one. I want Jungle Boy to be the the one that they're actually entrusting. So, yeah, you have Ash Ketchum with a little Pikachu, but also the big fucking Charizard. Charizard. Charizard, Luchasaurus, Pikachu, Marco Stunt, and he is Ash. Cool. I could dig that. <laughs> I, I, I could thought about it I, I could dig it. Yeah, you have the little one that's littler than you, but you're still the guy in charge because you're just right. Okay? <laughs> but I, I could totally see you and Cornette's argument. Get rid of the little one. Make it more I'm, on I'm, him. If you're using I, that I totally analogy, Jungle Boy is, is Pikachu. But, Ash right now is fucking Christian Cage. Right. <laughs> but... But... Where I'm getting lost is I get it that that Christian Cage has shown an interest in these guys. Mm-hmm. What the fuck happened to Marco Stunt? Where is he? I need that thirty second explainer saying, "Oh, he he got lost." Went in the back jungle. to his home planet. Yeah, yeah. I need something. I need something, especially since I'm still starting to lose the expectation. But I'm not there yet. Of the expectation is this thing with. Christian is temporary. Christian is not the Jurassic Express. Christian is not a part of their stable. This isn't a, a, a stable. It's a trio. But you replaced one with the other. But, but Christian's like a veteran who's helping out some guys. He's not the leader. He's not the mentor. But with each passing week, he kind of is. And I'm not saying I want Christian to stab him in the back. I just want to see Christian... Go and do his own fucking thing like how he said he was going to do, which is outwork everyone and challenge for fucking titles. Have meaningful singles runs, not patting the, the little kid on the back and getting them at minimum, going, you know, testing Jungle Boy. Are you ready to be that single star? Wrestle me and I'll tell you what you're cool. Worth. I, I think the other reason why I feel that, that way is because we're getting the exact same thing. From Sting and Darby. And if I had to choose, I'd rather keep it with Sting and Darby because it's been around longer and it seems to make a little bit more sense. And it's Darby by himself with Sting, whereas four's a crowd. Because in my mind, it's still four. 
with with these guys because it's the original trio but marco i don't know is he out covid <laughs> and then christian is the fourth wheel and usually four wheels are good but if you're meant to be designed to be three yeah. you don't have a fourth wheel on a tricycle you know and so. now we're doing the father-son thing with a taz and hook now that's getting shined. And it's a legitimate father-son thing. And it thing. works. Yeah. For completely different levels. You have the respect yeah. for Taz, and then you look at whatever Pokemon you want to establish Hook as as, what the fuck? Yeah. And then he can fucking go, and then you're like, what the fuck? Yeah. So so I, I think I think I need Christian to, to break away, not in a bad way, not in a, oh, I'm going to stab you in the back and feud, but it's like, hey, I came to help you out. All right. Yeah. Now, now you're done. You're you're in a feud with somebody else, you know, and, and go do something else. That's AEW Dynamite. Okay, this Wednesday, TBS. Okay. <sighs> do you want to talk about Cody? <laughs> I missed the match that he beat Sammy Guevara for the title. Um, I don't. It was a good match. I don't know what to make of Cody right now. He's adamant that there that this brand isn't isn't defined by faces and heels, so he doesn't know what to call himself. He teases going out of promos out of the heel tunnel, and then he goes reverses and goes back to the face tunnel. He's getting these weird ass reactions that I don't know how. <laughs> I wish we could do like some kind of fucking special episode on how we got this, how we ended up with this Cody. We can go from him leaving WWE and having his little list of things he wanted to do and knocking them off. Cody becoming Ring of Honor champion. Cody debuting the Nightmare in New Japan. Cody latching on to the Bullet Club. Cody latching on when Tony Khan wanted to start his new promotion. Cody swearing he wasn't going to win a championship if he couldn't go for the AEW title if he lost the first time, which he did. And to his credit, he stuck to it. So he's going to just win the TNT title a dozen times and beat Flair's record. <laughs> and people are hating his guts because now he's on the go big show or now they're hating his guts because he has a sexy wife and he's got a cool family and he's got his cute kid or they're hating his guts because now he's got his own tv show because he wants to be like john cena because he wants to be like triple h because he wants to be like fucking rick flair because he wants to be like his daddy he and they just are jealous maybe because cody's actually pulling it off or he found a way to pull it off this is the equivalent of triple h marrying in the family but it's not wwe so you kind of not supposed to hate it but somehow everybody's hating it and now he's just playing with it by making a shirt that says heel babyface winner and then the transformers tattoo over winner like this whole fucking thing needs a goddamn like science project cardboard cutout folding thing with all these pictures of how we got from cody to cody Rhodes. you got the little push pins with the string <laughs> yeah like how did how did this happen and look see i think we I, need I, help we need I, to do this in the end of the year review I've, and have Hector or Arnold and the okay. four of us just like yeah. break out the wall. And I, I'm kind of getting the vibe that you and I are probably on the same page on here. Where I don't hate Cody and I don't quite understand why people do hate Cody. But I'm very entertained by the tears of the people that do hate Cody. <laughs> right? It's the kinda, tears hydrate me. It's kind of It's kind of like the opposite of the way Arnold feels about the Dallas Cowboys and their fan base. Or how you uh, feel about The Undertaker. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Arnold hates Dallas Cowboys fans. Arnold doesn't hate the Cowboys. He just doesn't like the Cowboys because he's a Texans fan. But he doesn't hate the Cowboys. He respects them, right? 
I Arnold doesn't see the big picture. Yeah. He hates Dallas Cowboys fans. I just hate Dallas people. Well, that's that's skull. that's another yes, that's another that, too. that 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 too. <laughs> but uh <laughs> assholes can fly. Because we're Houstonians. Yes. Um but and okay, so how I feel about Cody is I never not liked Cody. I thought he was a good wrestler. I like what he does in the ring. I like the fact that he's leaning into being his his father's son. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I I respect the fact that, like, he can go and put on good matches. But But. when people, like, hate on it and they bring up the reasons why they hate, like, oh, well, he just wiggled wiggled his way into winning championships because he is in the pocket of Tony Khan. And I'm like... Dude, he's one of the CEOs of the company. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened with the Bucks. Same thing happened with Kenny. Now it's happening with him. And you know what? They all said that they wouldn't do it. And they all did it. And you turn your back on all of them. But at the end of the day, they're all fucking badass wrestlers. And I want to watch them, whether they're a heel or a face. And at one point, they're going to zig and zag between the two. One's going to have a heel turn. One's going to have a face turn. Whatever. Now, I'm enjoying it. That being said, I am a little scared. That AEW is going to do with Cody what WWE did with Cena and with Roman. Where they obviously see what the crowd says. And they're trying to fucking shoehorn it. Like, no, we're going to do everything we can to get the opposite reaction. Because you guys are reacting the wrong way that we want you to react. And they doubled down with Cena being the super squeaky clean baby face when nobody wanted him to be. And they doubled down with Roman being the super squeaky clean baby face when nobody wanted to see that. They're at the very end. And this was like 2018, 2019, 2020. Then in the middle of 2020, 2021, they're like, you know what with Roman? Let's do it. We learned our lesson from Cena. Let's do it. Let's pull the trigger and actually have him. And now he's getting the same reactions. He's getting the same reactions, but it's the reaction that they want. And it's working. And everybody's like, yeah, Roman's a lot better than what we thought. Good job. But we're supposed to be booing him. But we're supposed to be booing him. But (laughs) people are booing him, but they're enjoying booing him. Yeah. You know? Whereas, while I absolutely love what they're doing with Dan Lambert, where Dan Lambert is the guy that gets the most natural fucking heat. Dan Lambert calling out the fact that he's the one that gets the most heat and they're trying to use him to subvert the heat that Cody's getting to try to flip him face and he's calling everybody out on it is brilliant because either he's cowboying out and doing that shit on his own and Tony Khan's back there like, dude, don't say that. Don't say that that's what we're trying to do. Or Tony Khan's like, this will be a great way to fucking troll him and it's fucking brilliant either way and it's like me and Tony Khan are sitting in the back saying, these fucking idiots are booing Cody and they're siding with Dan Lambert while still booing Cody But because they're fucking sheep and they're stupid. But towards <laughs> the end, there was a loud smattering of fans that were getting won over by goddamn um, Brandy. Brand- Brandy did pro- so good. Just like her promo with Jade Cargill when Jade first showed up and Brandy was ready to throw down. Yeah. Br- yeah. Br- Brandy might be the key to getting Cody back to fan relevancy or likability. No, you're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's not Brandy. It's Dustin. De- Detroit Brandy. There's a difference. 
Okay. Oh, you got a black belt? I'm a black bitch. Let's go. When Bra- she said that, I was like, get it. Brandy Rhodes and Detroit Brandy are two different people, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Detroit Brandy. Thank you, Portia, for coining that last night when we were watching it. Because she started taking off the earrings, like, oh, shit, we about to get Detroit Brandy. <laughs> yeah, Detroit Brandy will fucking do it. She and and she's gonna she's gonna bring that realness to to that where it's like okay fine and she's gonna stick up for her man and just be a fucking bitch in a good way and I like it and then the brother coming in so there's no yeah. way that they can bro- that they can boo the Rhodes brothers against men of the year even with Cody being even with Cody being there if Dustin's gonna be the one I mean, trying I, to I, oh, I mean man. I'm start, interested to see their booing Dustin. I'm interested oh. to see the reaction. Cody's, uh, there was one promo, I forgot who the rivalry was with, but it was recent, where he addressed the fact that I apologize that I let my own personal desires get in the way of my priority. I tried to do the, I tried to do the reality show, I tried to do the the, 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 the comedy show, and it, it, it devalued me in this ring and I'm trying to work my value back up and I apologize to that. By the end of that promo, the people were booing in the beginning. He was winning people over just like Brandy was winning people over last night. You need more of that. Yeah. And and maybe this is the tipping point where you co- you you build up the moment you rise that tide with Cody on his end and you direct that rising tide towards the asshole of Dan Lambert and maybe even some top team and have Cody get his ass beat a couple of weeks by some real MMA guys. And? And somebody puts their hand on You get rid right. of Arn. I think Arn is kind of mucking all this up. Because people don't... Arn's, Arn's a straight up heel. And people are kind of booing him because of Arn. But Arn is kind of egging it on under the guise of I'm trying to help Cody because I'm hired to help Cody. Fuck with these fans. Hey, you know what? Fuck you, Arn. And here's fuck Cody, it, too. Here's how it happens. Okay. Top team. Take out Arn Anderson. Okay. Lambert puts his hands on Brandy. Mm-hmm. That's going to be all you need for at least casual audience to be like, that's he's fighting for her for for, for his woman. Yeah. So this asshole talked trash, called her a stripper, and then he put his hands on her and hit her. Yeah. Knocked her out. And so, yeah. It's going to be a combination of things. To get to that. Or. Or. Top team and or men of the year. Are beating the shit out of Cody. Brandy comes out. With Dustin. They scatter. The top team chick beats on her. They, they scatter. Lambert is still stuck in the ring. Because he's not nimble enough to get out of the ring. And gets a nice kick to the nuts. And a slap to the face by Brandy. There you go. That's how you do it. She she actually gets she puts her hands on Lambert and gets the best of Lambert. Everybody's gonna be cheering that. Everybody's gonna be cheering that. So it's been made clear from commercials I've seen or clips I've seen online that she wants to wrestle. That Brandy's best friends with Jade Cargill. Okay. What if the MMA chick from Top Team beats up Brandy, and out comes Jade? I don't know if people will buy that because people are already like giving the appropriate reaction for Jade. Jade is There's not heel. enough people watching the show to correlate the no. two and actually pay it off? No. no? Okay. I'm no. just curious. No, because you're trying to look for a Or Red Velvet? Maybe Red Velvet? Maybe with Red Velvet, but even then, like you need to 
the goal here the is priority get, is Cody. The priority is Cody, gotcha. not gotcha. not to have Jade put over Brandy and then Brandy like that. That trickle down economics doesn't work. <laughs> like this ain't the eighties. Yeah, yeah. It, it, okay. That that's too many steps, you know. And you don't have enough fucking star power and shine on on Jade for it to go from Jade to Brandy to Cody. Gotcha. Like no, nah, no, nah. or even from Velvet to Brandy to Cody. You know, like it, it, no, it's not enough. But Brandy sticking up for her man and going Detroit Brandy and like doing something along those lines against the top team and against Lambert, that's gonna be your 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 last ditch effort to to actually get a legitimate face reaction for Cody. And if that doesn't work, fuck it. Let him go full on heel. <laughs> let it let it go full on heel. Do not do the Cena shove down our throats, Roman shove down our throats. Because if it's not working, it's not working. And then just go ahead and flip it. Listen to the audience. Do a, even good guys have to do bad things sometimes with Cody. And then let say, you know what? You guys, screw you guys. Mm-hmm. And go the way of the Bucks and go the way of Omega. Bucks and Omega were over. But then when people started kind of whispering, oh, well, they're getting a title shot because of this and that. Right? What was it? Two years? Fucking Cody or Kenny was nowhere near the goddamn title scene. And right when he started getting sniffs of the title, oh yeah, the CEO of the company are gonna whatever, just like <laughs> fucking Triple H wanna be. So what did they do? They pulled the fucking trigger right then and there and turned his ass heel. Mm-hmm. Right then and there. And gave him the belt. And gave him the belt, turned him heel. Boom. Had fucking the, the little skinny guy from Impact show up and be his manager. <laughs> the little annoying guy, the, the fucking. Anything yeah. else? Nah, man, that's it. We need to get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's 10.30. We will be back next year. Yes. End of the year. Uh, 2021 point. in review. Yes. We need to pick a date. <laughs> we need to get Hector and uh, Arnold to, to pin down a date. Yeah. We have more four matches for our match of the year. Okay. We might possibly be watching a fifth one. Because there are two women's matches that technically, at one point in time, were on our match of the year ballots. So it's up to you guys if you want to do a men's and a women's, or if we just stick to the four that we have. Because if we stick to the four we have... It's going to be pretty obvious. It's going to be pretty obvious. Uh, We'll figure it out, man. We we need to get the input of the other two in in there, at least maybe even by text or something. Because if if Hector's still out of the country and can't come back into the country, (laughs) um, I mean, yeah. 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 But we'll we'll figure it out. But we really, within the next, like, at least within the next 14 days, we need need to have another show, uh, our end of the year show. Sounds like a plan. All right, man. Well, that's it. Adios, my friends. Keep it classy. No B-roll? No B-roll. No B-roll. Fuck that, dude. It's 1030. 1036. (laughs) Looks good. That was good. Very, very good. If you could, yeah, leave the microphone behind. I'm gonna see if I can download some drivers. Okay, and maybe see if I can make that microphone compatible to the laptop so that we can have it at least for this episode. There you go.
there's the camera. Well, do you want the camera too? Because it might act funny if you have one connected and not the other. You want to make sure that yeah. you have it. Okay. Okay. All right, man. I need to go home, get some rest, because I got to go to work tomorrow, full day, and then go fucking see balls drop at midnight. Oh, where are you going? Our friend Amanda uh, is doing a thing at her place in Conroe. So we're going up there, and then after we're done, we're going to crash at Randy's parents' house. Well, that's cool. All right, brother. Oh, I'll see you next time. Yeah, we need to pin down the date, but yeah. We'll make it work. Yeah. Hell or high water, we'll make it work. Hell or high water. <laughs> Later, broski. Later, man.